Welcome live. It's 9.59 in the a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Don't know what that is out there in Denmark, but definitely not the same, the same time in Denmark. It's probably time for them to go to sleep after another day of horrific failure as a culture. I'm just kidding, Denmark Bear. All right. I am, uh, had a great Christmas. We can talk about that. Today's topic, Coddington, if you want to start working on the thumbnails, is uh, the Gollum. What is the Gollum? And then I also want to talk about the age of consent. So this is going to be a very controversial stream. I'm fresh off the Dr. Shiva stream that was so good, in my opinion, that even BitChute was very positive about it. And there's a few passive-aggressive compliments, one even from my mom, where she said, wow, you actually let him talk. Yes, mom, I let my guests talk. Unless they're kind of rambling, and then I recorrect this chip. Uh, Shiva had such clear, coherent points, and he just wanted to in info dump on the world. So I was like, "Go!" And I was, uh, I was very, I found it very enjoyable because my mom's been on the stream, and many times she's like, "You cut me off." I'm like, "Mom, I'm guiding the ship," and then she'd laugh. Um, it's not about ego. It's about me always trying to have the best stream I can do. And I guess it does, it can seem like I'm a bit of a dick sometimes cutting people off. But I, like, for example, I know my mom. She's a Midwesterner who's 80 years old. So she can start talking about a conversation she had with a neighbor in 1965. And it will go for about an hour and a half. And it's very enjoyable. And it's from a time when our pace was slower and we just really wanted to know what Mrs. McGillicuddy's liver was up to. And trust me, that's great. But I know what I'm doing with this live stream. And it's always about guiding the course back to, you know, the, the storyline. Because sometimes I do it. Sometimes I ramble. And uh, I have to do it to myself. So just to let you know. And I do appreciate all the kind words on BitChute. And uh, all the other places that people can comment. People said it was uh, one of their favorite streams they've ever seen. Uh, Dr. Shiva is a wealth of knowledge, and obviously the trolls still want to uh, to attack, but they couldn't really attack very well. All they had was that he was like brown, which I get. Trust me, I find it shocking too. When you're really connecting to someone and you just keep having to face their skin color, same thing happened to me with Yay. You know, I'm like, man, this guy gets it. So what are we going to do? About, do you mind wearing more clothing so I don't have to look at the melanin? Okay, so today we're going to talk about the Gollum. What is the Gollum? Leave Schreiber and the Age of Consent. I'm going to show you one of the real Hollywood ghouls. I did a lot of backstory on Leave Schreiber. He is the star of the show Ray Donovan that I've been reviewing with a critical eye, not for enjoyment. It's an extremely dark show uh, about the Gollum. The whole show is about the Gollum. It's about the uh, Shabbos Goy, like the... Uh, uh, and a lot of people think of Gollum, they think of Smeagol. But the Gollum is a type of person in the employ of, you know, the modern Jew, but it's anybody. A lot of people have Shabbos, or a lot of people have Gollums uh, or Goy. Let me just give you the definition. And, and you know, Leif Schreiber has a son that he has had on hormone blockers since he was a little kid. And so we're going to talk about... The history of America, age of consent, what consent means, because the fact I won't just attack Islam, even though I did for a while, I'll make fun of it. I'll make fun of their 
there's a lot of shit you can make fun of people from Islamic countries. You know, a lot of them act like orcs. Great. You know, flying carpets. I can make fun of Arabic a lot easier than um, Islam. And I honestly don't know that much about a lot of Islam. I was raised Catholic, so it's a lot easier for me to make fun of that because it's more in my world. I remember Shiva calling shit on Corona when it first hit. Yeah, the guy crushes. Parents like that should be in prison with no parole. Yeah, and the main thing I keep getting is like, oh, pedophile, married, uh, pedophile, pedophile. So, so we're going to really address that because I think oh, people don't understand our history at all. And forget about religious history, just the history of the United States of America, the history of Anglo-Saxon uh, culture, what consent means, and where we currently are compared to where we used to be. Okay, first off, I... Uh, I think that the Christian symbol should be a whip instead of a cross. I posted this. A lot of hilarity I've been posting lately. And it's been triggering a lot of, uh, a lot of like really cucked Catholics. And uh, that's okay. You know, some have been banned. Because I, it's not just because it's like so tedious. You know, you know what you're getting into when you come to my page, you know. And I don't like, I, I just find cucks to be very, um, very jarring. So what I write about the whip. I said, this should be the symbol of Christianity, not the cross, cross they hung his broken body from. He called out the sellouts. The cross is a reminder to what happens if you cross Rome. The whip is a reminder to what happens if you betray your people for money. Merry Christmas. And, and then people are like, oh, how dare you? Oh, the cross is the only thing that matters. Uh, that's what set us free. The blood set us free. The blood, the blood. That's not how your subconscious works. When you look at a tortured man on a cross, you feel fear. I don't give a shit how much Thomas Aquinas you've read. That's what happens. It'd be the equivalent, because I miss my dog, Sophie. For those of you that don't know, I had this dog, Sophie, for like 10 years. And uh, I was going like two miles an hour, I swear, but it was still my fault. I accept responsibility. I was driving in, and my little dog ran under my tire, and I didn't see it, and she died. Imagine if we hung that on the wall to remember little Sophie. For those of you just listening, it's a tire. And then we put fur and blood on it and we kissed it. Oh, but your dog is not the living word, the God. No, but that's not how your psychology works. And I know a lot about psychology. You just see the torture. You just, you, there's a fear in it. There's an emotional reaction. Like imagine if, if to remember Sophie... I hung a tire on my fucking wall. That's obviously insane, right? Oh, but the dog is not the god. Oh, okay, keep telling yourself that. Look at this. This is a, a quote from St. Augustine. Adam's sin is passed down each of us through his seed, literally a natural seminalis, seminal nature. This means that all who are conceived the natural way through sex without godly intervention, intervention, are recipients of this original sin. Paraphrase, sin is stored in the balls, St. Augustine. And I think that's why it's called seminary school. I think they, they're all about come. And uh, yeah, so there's that, you know, that all the come is the sins in the come. All right, so anyway, let's uh, talk a little bit about Christmas. I took a day off making fun of all these symbols and stuff uh, for Christmas, you know, for the children. But real quick, I also want to show you this uh, this quick video. This was really funny. Me and my buddy shot this right after the Shiva stream. Rowan, I just had an <laughs> awesome stream with Dr. Shiva talking about how labor is wealth. Keep going, Woody. 
You're the richest guy here, buddy. That's right. Uh, Woody is doing my oh, some of my labor. Oh, Woody's your slave. I pay Woody. It's a great gig. When someone's like, hey, you got any work? I'm like, I mean, I can, I can find work. How about you log on my letters for addresses for Christmas cards and you shovel the stuff that I don't want to shovel in exchange for resources. Oh, slavery, slavery. No, Woody is not my, I mean, listen, he could be. I mean, he. if I exchange a place for him to live and, all, and the same quality of food we have for labor, yeah, I think it's a win-win. St. Augustine was quite a bit off on interpretation of Adam. There's no original sin in the Bible, by the way, just to let you guys know. The whole, like, the sin is in the come is very weird to me, and I won't apologize. Here's a little shot of me and my wife on Christmas with mac matching pajamas. That's pure happiness. Shiva crushed. Yeah, I'm cool with the whip. Jesus whipped the money changer. Well, I mean, Jesus, the whole thing was that you don't tolerate the sellouts. And I'm not encouraging people to whip bankers. But sim symbolically, it was the man who stood up. The man, and not only did Jesus stand up, he, um, he showed other people how to withstand the Pharisee, how to be in the world but not of it. It's awesome. And then so just, you know, it's kind of like, and I know that this is going to drive people fucking crazy. The whole, Denmark Bear, you'll enjoy this one. The, the symbol to remember my dog Sophie is the tire. Uh, and I know they go, oh, oh, but without the death and the blood and, and the... Okay, let's say that is true. The empty tomb. There you go. How about that? How about not the one thing that, that bloody torture broke him? As he screamed out, God, why haveth thou forsaken me? Like, that's obviously crazy. And here's the thing. No matter how many paragraphs of ranting bullshit you write to me, it's not going to change my mind. If you love Christ, why do you stare at the cross with a naked dead guy hanging from it? It's great. I love my dog, Sophie. I'm not going to just look at my tire. Oh, Sophie didn't save us. Christ the Redeemer saved you with his teachings, not his blood. That's my opinion. And you're not going to change it because modern Christianity, in my opinion, is a religion of control and cucking. Where it's like, oh, it's all about the death and the blood. Well, how about just the empty tomb? How about if, if, if the Christians want to remember Christ in a positive way and it's all about the resurrection, why not just have pictures of an empty fucking tomb or an empty cave, like a rolled rock? Why is it the, why is it the torture device? It just doesn't make any sense. All right, all right let's move on. Kyneton, let me read the Super Chats and then we're going to get into some extreme controversy. We're going to talk about the age of consent and what the golem is. And because I got, I went down the Leave Schreiber rabbit hole thinking about his character on, um, on uh, Ray Donovan, you know, the Shabbos Goy of the Jewish elite. That's literally the plot of the show. It's these rich, powerful Jewish lawyers in Los Angeles have their fixer. And he was a molested Catholic kid. That's the whole plot of the movie and how they use him. To, to do their dirty work because the quote-unquote elites don't touch the blood. They don't touch the, the you know, they, they, need, they use someone else to do it. And how do they find people to do that? What kind of history do they have and how does that all work? Jersey accent. Despite his represent people trying to tap you in their web of lies in the internet web, 
Then they want to poison you and suck out your insides because they're a bunch of fucking queers. I love that. Rolled rock would be way more sense than there. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. To see a broken dead guy on a cross and be like, yeah, but you remember he beat it. You're like, yeah, but your subconscious doesn't think that way. Your subconscious doesn't even think in negatives. Like if you say, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, you hear fall, fall, fall. You know, that's why a good coach is like, crush, you know, focus, explode. It's not like, don't fail. Hey, everyone, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail, don't get tackled, don't get tackled, don't get tackled. No, it's explode, crush, destroy. Everyone knows that in any form of psychology. So why the broken, dead, naked guy on a cross? Death, death, death. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. You want redemption, Christ the Redeemer? You know, whip or empty tomb. Other than that, it's a fucking MK Ultra bullshit, man. And there's no original sin in the Bible. You know, St. Augustine, I think he jerked off too much. I think he was probably yelling at his own dick. The sin is in the cum. The sin is in the cum. And that's, this is what I think, Saint, why St. Saint Augustine was so obsessed with the sin being in the cum. Adam's sin is passed down to each of us through his seed. Uh, because that, he probably justified draining his balls of the poison. You know, I used to feel that way when I used to beat off too much. I'm like, my balls are filled with poison and sin, and I have to drain it. That's my responsibility. No, that's just an excuse because you beat off too much, St. Augustine. But St. Augustine is gone. St. Augustine, that's blasphemy. No, it's not. He looks like an old guy who jerks off too much, wearing a fancy robe. Right? The guy's constantly beating off. Okay, here's some more super chats. Sleep-deprived bear is gay. That is all. Thank you, Jonah Bear. Captain America, hey, BB, I saw this random red carpet interview of you at the Asian Pacific Film Festival in 2013. Do you remember writing a song called Fuck You, Daniel Henne? Yeah. It was great. It was... uh. Yeah, it was, uh, if that's on the internet, it's going to be a blast. Daniel Henne was in some of the, I think he was in a Marvel movie or something. He's a big Korean star. And me and my friend Steve Byrne, who is half Korean, they were on a sitcom together. We roasted the shit out of Daniel Henne. It was a blast. No one's more racist than Koreans, man. Holy fuck. Those guys get it. If you're a chink, they fucking despise you. Or half, you know, if you're a halfie, um... They'll never fully accept you because they're deeply afraid that you have a big cock. And I've spent so much time with these fucking Koreans, man, that I love them. I love a lot of the little bastards. You know, a lot of them are fucking hilarious. Like some of Burns' uh, cousins that we'd meet on the road or just, I'd pick them up and carry them around like a giant. And they'd be like, oh, ha, ha. like they're super giggly, fun guys. But if you start talking about the Japs or the Chanks, man, they go fucking off. You know, they probably have a hundred words that mean nigger for every fucking group of Asian. Man, those people are motivated by spite, hate, envy. Can't get enough. Anyway, moving on. Captain America, oh, um, Kevin Yak said, Hey, BB, just want to thank you for being such a great human being. Keep fighting the great fight. Thank you. Very generous, Kevin. Mort Wolf Bear, BB, Shiva shovels gravy. Crushing it. Happy 23 bears. Logos rising. Indeed. Top notch gravy. Thanks, BB and Shiva. Anytime. James says, Great stream with Dr. Shiva, so inspiring. This has been a great year. Merry Christmas, Owen, fan from outside CDA. Awesome, James. Muzzboy Bear, the talk you had with Dr. Shiva was absolutely incredible. Bible seems like a proper OG. Uh, no, bloke seems like a proper OG and was okay on crush level 9-11. 
Would love to hear more of him in the future. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you both. And CODs and your families keep crushing. Yeah, COD sent me a, a little Christmas card. Uh, let's just say Santa Claus was in it, and uh, he looked like a child. Okie Bear, greetings, Bard King. Such an amazing stream today. Thank you for your guests so much. I would like to be verified as Will Willie Okie Dokie Bear. Welcome, Willie Okie Dokie Bear. God bless uh, you and your wonderful family. May you and your family, the Bears, have a wonderful Christmas holiday. I look forward to each day of your streams. Onward to Bertaria. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, hey, Toronto Jew Bear, will you define Gollum? I'll just look up the definition of Gollum. Gollum. I think it's uh, Gollum. No. See, that's, that's what they always do. They get, a, they get a character and then they flood it with it. Gollum. A Gollum is a creature formed out of a lifeless substance, such as dust or earth, that is brought to life by ritual incantations and uh, sequences of Hebrew letters. The Gollum brought into being by a human creator becomes a helper, a companion, or a rescuer of an imperiled um, Jewish community. What does the Gollum represent? According to Moment Magazine, and again, the Gollum is a highly mutable metaphor with seemingly limitless symbolism. It can be victim or villain, Jew or non-Jew, man or woman, or sometimes both over the centuries. Yeah. So the Gollum is the servant, like the Gollum in Lord of the Rings will do anything for the ring. And because of that, he's easy to be controlled by principalities. And so the entire uh, show Ray Donovan is a perfect depiction of a Hollywood Gollum. I used to know Nick Kroll. He's a comedian, and I had no idea he was from a billionaire family. No idea. I didn't know him well, but we'd like talk. He's just this giggly little, little guy. And... Uh, and it turns out his dad owns something called Kroll Associates, K-R-O-L-L, -L, which is basically the private CIA for Hollywood celebrities. Like when they get accused of rape, they like, you know, um, handle it or they um, they like kill a hooker or something. They're the ones that get rid of the body. Winston Churchill may have been a Gollum logical. Exactly. Exactly. Kroll Industries, too, I thought. Private security company. Yeah, and I'm not against private security companies. I just know they work... Um, they work in a dark realm and it's very profitable and there's a demand for it. So they work in a dark realm. And if you watch Ray Donovan, which I don't recommend because it's very dark and it's very filled with sex and drugs and evil, but there's an honesty to it. I think the FTX couple is a golem. Yeah. Anybody can be a golem if you become addicted, low vibration, easy control. And so the golem does what his master says. And they're like dumb dolts. And so uh, they're seen as lower, you know. And so the way to control the golem is through their own sin and their own addiction. That's why, um, you know, trying to live a straight and narrow life is really good. Crow Associates, they had security at 9-11. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were a big part of the 9-11 situation. But the way this whole world works, which is why you're not a victim why Jews don't matter, Jesuits, the left, the right, the up, the down, is because they still have to follow the basic tenets of this realm, which is based on free will, uh, equity, and choice. The way to control people is through their sin. So if you watch Ray Donovan, like what they do is if they have someone that opposes them, they manipulate them with fear, blackmail. Uh, you know, they find out, like let's say an FBI agent is out to get them. They will find out their secrets and then use that against them. 
You know, they will find out if they have a mistress. They'll find out if they're swingers or if they have a drug addiction or they try to set them up. They get them wasted, try and get them uh, asleep next to a prostitute, take pictures. This is what Jared Kushner's dad went to prison for. And Jared Kushner's father, the Trump pardoned, as the January Sixers are still rotting away in a little cell. Trump, oh my God. Uh, Jared Kushner's dad went to prison for sexual blackmail of a family member. And he was put there by Chris Christie, the governor. And see, this is what happens when you tango with the devil, is you better be clean or else they'll get you. That's why it's all about being clean. That's why it's all about, if you're going to enter the realm of truth talk, you better be clean. Like, or at least be able to own what someone could use against you. And the Gollum is the one that is so broken. Typically, they were molested as kids. That's why the, the Donovan family in the show were all molested by priests. The, the Catholic Church created a lot of Gollums with the sex abuse scandals. Look at the Gollum Jews trunk pardoned. Yeah, but those were the those weren't the Gollums. Those were eh, yeah. I mean, they're technically Gollum, I guess. But what happens is the Kushner types they use fixers to do their business. That's why they like to use uh, a lot of black people, which is one reason why they are infuriated at the artist known as Ye. Because, you know, pumping those cultures filled with drugs, violence, hubris, you know, uh, vulgarity, prostitution, a lack of family, you know, like that type of stuff, that, that extreme exposure to evil creates a lot of golems and the golem will do what you say for in exchange for simple low vibratory pleasures my dad said he saw the devil in a catholic church when he was an altar boy i believe him he never went back that's intense and so uh yeah so the golem. so let's talk about leave schreiber so i was looking at leave schreiber he is a disgusting abuser of children but where does that come from Okay, like where does that come from? Weave Schreiber was, uh, his father is a, I believe a Presbyterian. They're all like hippies from San Fran, like a, uh, the irony about Weave Schreiber is that the actor, I think his life is somewhat similar to Ray Donovan's because uh, his father was a, you know, one of these hippie commune guys. His mother was a Jew, hippie, LSD freak. And he was living in communes and his parents got divorced when he was three. His mom kidnapped him, moved to central New York. His dad kidnapped him back like horrible childhood. I think he might be gay. I think he's a pedophile and I'll show you. So horrible childhood, super abusive, super, uh, uh, horrible identity issues, crisis. And these are the people that are usually selected to be golems because they're very easy to manipulate and control because they don't know who the fuck they are. And so leave Schreiber, this is leave Schreiber with his two sons. And that son on leave Schreiber's left appears to be a girl because leave Schreiber has had the boy on hormone blockers, uh, since he was little. And, uh, you know, here is leave Schreiber with his son, grooming his son, going to an, an event, um, really dark stuff. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because we're going to talk about the age of consent and what all that means and where we are as a society right now. Fucking monster. Yeah, but yeah, but people still go see his movies. 
There's no criminal charges against them. Not only has society accepted this, they're praising it, you know, and as someone who actually cares, because there's a lot of uh, grifting going on right now in the right-wing world. That's why me and Dr. Shiva's conversation was hilarious. Because look at the Daily Wire guys. As soon as Now they're trying to make money on calling out child trans stuff, where for me it's actually real. And I've been thinking for years now about how to actually beat it. Just name my son Owen after you and the Destroyer. Merry Christmas. Oh, sweet. Epic. Congrats on your, on your boy. It's a great name. Crushing. Sick fuck. Yeah, yeah, but you're part of it too, though. We're going to talk about what, where we're at as a society because I've been on this quest now for years. And I found out that all the hormones that leave Schreiber has been, um, like that little boy there, that's psychological grooming, then got put on hormones so that they not only didn't advance as a boy, but started developing female attributes. The company is called Teva Pharmaceuticals, and it's out of Israel. It's the only company, it has a monopoly, on child sex hormones. And I know Goldstein was like, and I love Goldstein, but Goldstein's like, yeah, but a lot of it's for like menopausal women. Yeah, it's also for children though. And, uh, and Ron DeSantis and the Zionist scumbags all passed laws to make it illegal to boycott any company out of Israel. So as an American, um, quote unquote, citizen, you can't boycott any company out of Israel and that includes Teva Pharmaceuticals. Dwayne Wade, yeah, a bunch of them. So Leave Schreiber is this fucking golem. And I'm not here to create rage. I've, been knowing, I've known about this, guys. I went through my period of anger and bargaining and depression and all that stuff. I'm now way down the road with solutions. And I, I highly recommend you check out the stream I did yesterday with Shiva. Why do you think I'm talking about how the, uh, the Christian symbol should be a whip, not a cross. That a cross, like if I was to represent my dog, Sophie, or, would not be the tire that killed her. I'm not saying this stuff to anger you or get you to uh, spurg out on my comment sections about how I don't know God. It's because you're fucking controlled. It's because you have learned helplessness and the symbols and the abuse that's been coming into your head is why this guy can walk around like this and nobody, not only, and I'm not telling anyone to attack them, zero. That, no, it's to choose to be against it. Most people don't even do that. They go, brave, beautiful, brave, beautiful, brave, beautiful. Yeah, well, the chickens are now coming home to roost. And so I've been looking, the one reason why when people go, oh, Mohammed, pedophile, Mohammed, pedophile. I've been thinking a lot about about how to get around a world so unbelievably dark. You know, like where these people are being sexualized and abused. Because I saw the Steven Crowders and the Dennis Pragers of the world not only can be completely ineffective, but they're grifting to make money off it. Okay? And so if you look back at the American, because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, married, married to a 10 year old, pedophile, pedophile. And don't get me wrong. This is why this is going to be a very controversial episode because I am not encouraging child brides. In fact, right now, child brides are a real problem in parts of America. Where I live in North Idaho, there are compounds that are really sick and twisted, like culty compounds, where friends of mine that are in law enforcement have to liberate child brides because they're like baby factories and they're super abusive and it's fucking nuts. Right. So don't don't think that I'm saying, oh, child brides. Great child. But no, no, 
I'm talking about a time when, when people were more agrarian, they were community-based. When is consent? And if, unless you can make a claim based on logic, you're, you turn to dust. Right now, I think most people's mentalities and their maturity is so broken and low that the age of consent should be like 30. Like people are fucking retarded. But if you look at our ancestry now, for those of you that say, Muhammad the pedophile, Muhammad the pedophile. So, so you're claiming that all your ancestors are pedophiles. It's the same thing with slavery. We're all descended from people that have been slaves and uh, have been masters. All of us, all of us descend from people that have both on, on different parts of our family, 100% have been slaves and have been slave masters. We all have descended from people who married very, very, very young. All of us. And if you look back at uh, the good old days of America that everyone wants to talk about, make America great again, when was the age of consent? Not that long ago. Okay. Over the course of America, and, and again, I know this will get a response from NPCs. Input in, input out. They can't think for themselves. They go, oh, and Benjamin is trying to normalize child. I'm not. I'm showing you a world that didn't have people parading around their transit. There's pictures of Weave Schreiber kissing his son on the mouth as he's dressed as a girl in public. How did we get here? What is consent? So many people don't even realize that fornication is still illegal in some states, that you can't fuck without uh, marriage. The consent has to do with marriage. And unless you can make a statement of when, because a lot of people use these whole like, well, we have to find a middle ground. No, there are there is no middle ground unless you can make a claim that, you know, all sex talk in school is bad, not just sodomy with guys. Kids should not be sexualized at school. End of story. All sex outside of marriage should have a, uh, uh, if not a criminal aspect to it, uh, it should be frowned upon by society or else you can't make any claims. You're just a golem. Over the course of American history, the most common observed age of consent was 10. Okay, so now you have to understand that if you're American and you've been here, that means that your ancestors are either all pedophiles or there was a different mentality. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm not in favor of, in fact, I think... You know, one of the reasons that there was such high uh, uh, death of mothers giving birth at, at times is that's too young to have children. I mean, you can physically have children once you menstruate, but just like with cows, and no, I'm not comparing. Yes, I, I mean, I'm comparing. If your like pelvic region hasn't grown enough, it's kind of like uh, a goat can get pregnant at six or seven months, but they can die because they're small. Okay? But... If you're going to make a logical argument, you have to say what you're, what you're in favor of, not just what you're against. Everyone's demonic but me. Okay. In 1880, 37 states had the age of consent of 10 years, while 10 states kept the age of consent at 12, and Delaware maintained its age of consent at 7 years old, having lowered it from 10 in 1871. Okay. Just understand that, like, don't just emotionally react. Understand your history and how it's been scrubbed. And I am not in favor of child brides, okay? We're way, back then a 10-year-old could run an entire farm. 
back then, like, because I've seen glimmers of it in my own kids, raising them on a farm with a uh, homestead. Like, if I brought my six-year-old son to, like, L.A., where my kids, where my friends all have kids, my son would appear to be, like, an adult. He would be physically stronger. He would be emotionally stronger. He would know way more about the world. And, 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 in, my, and in my agrarian life, is way easier than these people back then. You know, we watched uh, the, the Muppets Christmas Carol yesterday. And just like if you read Dickens, because it reminded me of a lot of the Dickens stuff. By the way, I think Scrooge had some good points, just to let you guys know. I think there's some gravel in, in A Christmas Story. I can do a whole breakdown. Scrooge, he should have married his chick, but way too much. I mean, he was trying to get shaken down by these fake charities and all this. Tiny Tim didn't live because he got him a goose. It's total bullshit. Anyway, but a lot of people would freeze to death in the winter. It was like a fucking rough time. Okay, so anyway, um, in the late 19th century, a social purity movement composed of Christian feminist reform groups began advocating a raise in the age of consent to 16 with the goal of raising it to 18. And by 1920, almost all states had raised their, raised their age of consent to 16 or 18. Okay, so what? why did the men agree to that? What were these feminists offering, just like with voting, just like with all of it? Consent to what? Sex? Okay, what they were trying to break is the moral notion that sex has to be associated with marriage. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about my upbringing and what I witnessed. I'll just... Um, because this is where we're at now, okay? This is Lee Schreiber, a famous man celebrated for his children's movies. Okay, so what, what I wrote was this. Because a lot of people have no idea, have no idea <laughs> how, how far they fall. I'll take the image off. That's fucking nuts. But, okay, here's a famous celebrity, Lee Schreiber, from Movies for Children and his two sons. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's a son. That's his fucking son. And look at him, covered in a mask, scared of germs, pumping hormones into his son that he sexualizes. He's referred to his son as attractive. Not handsome, not beautiful, attractive. By definition, attractive has a sexual component. Isn't that right, Leave. Okay. This behavior is not only not criminalized, it's celebrated. And my post pointing out the abuse is actually what is suppressed. I went through all this shit years ago. When I was kicked off Twitter, I was dumbfounded. I was flabbergasted. I was negotiating. I was angry. I was sad. I was bargaining. All the shit you go through with trauma where I was like, wait, I'm the one calling out child abuse. Why are they attacking me? And Elon Musk is no solution. There's still gangbang pornos on Twitter and you're not allowed to Speak out against the Ukrainian war. <laughs> it's gone, dude. It's gone. That's why people like to listen to me because I'm looking at solutions. Everyone pretending like our ancestors were all pedophiles because they married young and we have somehow evolved are lying to themselves. And I know this is going to cause trauma and I know people are going to go, no, but how dare you? No, no, but seriously. A fish doesn't know it's wet. I don't think most people even comprehend how far we have fallen. The average experience of a sexualized girl in middle school and high school, quote unquote, dating boys, 
have a similar experience of trauma to a prostitute from the Victorian age. I remember a 13-year-old girl from my school called Fish Fingers because of the odor of her vagina. That was normal. She then went on to become a promiscuous alcoholic who is now obese on welfare. That's the modern experience of quote-unquote freedom. At least now there's, an only, there's only fans where she can make drug money for people with fat fetishes. Our ancestors were not all pedophiles. We are now just so fallen, it's almost uncomprehendable. I don't have daughters, but can you imagine having a daughter going into middle school, high school? The average boy has watched so much HD hardcore porn, they probably wouldn't be able to get a boner unless there's a threesome or anal involved. Okay? Even when I was a kid, it was like kids were... You know, you get like jerked off on the school, but I didn't engage in any of it because I thought it was fucking crazy. But, you know, the cool kid would get jerked off and then everyone would make fun of the girl for being a slut and then she'd get fingered and then somebody would have an abortion. You know, it's like, okay, so the modern experience of the girl is they get thrown to the wolves where any guy that has status or has some form of like attractiveness in school She'll feel pressured into being sexual with her. When a woman is sexual with a man, especially when they lose their virginity, there's a release of bonding hormones. So they bond to the guy and the guy typically fucks them over, breaks their heart, or she lies to herself and says that, uh, that, uh, that she never really liked him and she was using him or she was drunk or, um, you know, she immediately hooks up with another guy pretending it's him. That guy many times now will tell everyone how disgusting she is and promiscuous. They'll make fun of her body, her, her vagina, her breast size. You know, he'll try to encourage his friends to hook up with her. You know, it's like, that's normal now. Normal. Okay, there's no safer place. And bear in mind, I'm not in favor of child brides, especially in modern society. It's typically very exploitive, culty, baby machine. You know, I, I know some horrors happening in the world. But in normal society, a girl was not expected to have a lot of sex partners. She wasn't expected to be treated like meat and then mocked. You understand? That's one of my biggest fears is looking at the faggoty, weak men that nieces have to choose from. It's even worse than that. So now they're becoming quote unquote bisexual or lesbians because the boys have become so degraded, perverse, weak, uh, over-sexualized. So now they find um, comfort in other girls. And since our society is so ridiculously sexualized, back in the day, fornication was illegal. It still is technically illegal in some states where you can't just fuck someone that is not your wife. You went to jail. And, and just like with the, with the uh, workers stuff and all that, all this history that's been uh, deleted, you know, about the actual German uprising in the 30s and 20s where they didn't want centralized banking and they wanted more workers' rights and all that and how they did this whole charade and war to, to kill everybody. Uh, it's very similar when it comes to sexualization. It was not normal for a boy to fuck a random girl. You know, the dad would have a moral right to kill the boy. And they did. They'd hang them. They'd shoot them. That's why it was called a shotgun wedding. You've heard the phrase shotgun wedding, right? Where if you had sex, because there was no abortion, you didn't fucking kill babies back then. 
My daughter's 15. There are some good kids her age. They're going to be just fine. Okay, well, is she fucking them? Is she blowing them? Oh, how dare you? Oh, okay, really? And if not, I know you'll feel like me. If you're offended by what I just said, then you're the problem. They shouldn't be hooking up with anybody. So then you, so, so the modern woman experiences something that is more degraded than the average prostitute during the Victorian era. You know, the shotgun wedding meant if you, if, if a father found out that his daughter had sex with a boy, he showed up with a shotgun and said, you marry him or you marry her or I will fucking kill you. And that was very common because the most exposed a girl can be, the worst possible place a girl can be is being sexually active without being married. Because if she had a baby, she would, she would, they'd be dead. It's crazy. And so for a man to marry a woman was to protect and provide for her woman. It was actually an act of charity. All of our ancestors come from a time when very young people got married and it was a way to protect each other, to have a lot of children. You know, what would a depopulationist want? How would they depopulate the world? Easy. You emasculate and you infantilize the men and you over-sexualize the girls and you remove the family unit. So let's say a 17-year-old with a budding future as a farmhand who had a lot of great connections and a huge family married a 12-year-old with uh, you know a lot of training as a homemaker and a cook and a wife and can make clothes and all that. And they had 15 kids. They were married for 70 years and they had 150 great grandkids by the time they died uh, after a life together on a farm. That's pure power. That's pure demographic fucking power. So how would you uh, take that away? How would you slowly erode that? You sexualize the girls, traumatize the girls, make them hate men, make them infertile, have them take pills for their own infertility. You make the boys feel, you make the men feel like boys until they're fucking 40 years old. You know, oh, he's just 20. He's just 25. He's just still growing up. 25, back in the day, you'd be a fucking grandfather. And I realized that times have changed and it's gotten easier and people don't require that level of uh, productivity or training or skill or anything. But when you look back at our ancestry and you say, everyone's a pedophile, Guys, if, if this guy walked down the street with his son like that in 1880, he would be hung from the nearest lamppost and everyone would high five themselves right after. It would look like clapping and cheering. I'm not recommending that because we don't currently live in that world. But the, the, the world we come from, someone that has made their boy a girl wearing a mask, it's like that guy would be at the minimum pri- imprisoned. And so now society has gotten to a point where they go, oh, everyone but me is a pedophile. No, there's pedophilia everywhere. All porn is pedo porn. All porn. To get girls to have sex on camera for money requires abuse, trauma, breaking them young, slave shit. You're living in a world where people are not, I've never seen a protest against porn or OnlyFans or any of this shit. No one fucking cares. These same little Zionist little creepy fucks 
They're like, Mohammed, with that pedophile. Your neighbors are all pedophiles. You're a fucking pedophile. You live in a world of such extreme sexualization and trauma, you can't even comprehend it. You know, where these girls in public school and Catholic school and private school, they're given drugs, alcohol, and sex at 13. And because they're not married, you think that means they've won something? By the time they get married at 30, 30, they've had, what, 100 sex partners? They don't feel that bond like they're genetic, like they're biologically supposed to. You know, they can't really have kids. They have sadness. They're on pills. They've developed addictions along the way. Like, that's what you think is good? Hitting hitting like on posts forwarded from UA is like wishing Santa Claus was real. I did it. I feel retarded now. That's funny. Not just list what they can't do. Right. Depopulation is... Again, and again, I don't think right now 12-year-olds should be getting married because they're so emotionally, unbelievably immature, myself included, that we have a long way to go until we're in an agrarian post-debt fiat world, post-empire world where you can't you know, open up your, your, your bag of purely roasted Colombian beans you got for $4. You know, my friend did... Uh, lived in the Ukraine or just Ukraine, not the Ukraine, uh, like 15 years ago or 20 years ago, he was uh, an exchange student. And he talked about how he would, he kept bringing coffee there because coffee, like a bag of coffee in Ukraine would be like $500. Like they didn't, they didn't have an empire. America has an empire. We just can get all the bananas and you know, you can, um, you can go down the street to the apple orchard grown right there. And a pound of apples is like $2 but yet you can get a pound of bananas for 75 cents and no one wonders how that's possible. It's because we have, you know, the American empire has over a hundred giant military bases all over the world and they smash and destroy all these countries and take all their shit and bring it back for pennies on the dollar. You know, it's a piracy. The American empire is a bunch of fucking pirates. That's why skull and bones. You ever think about that? Why is it called skull and bones? What is the pirate flag? It's a skull and bones. These are the type of, these are the type of very simple uh, things that I put together while you super chat me. Because it's always hiding in plain sight. Skull and bones. Oh, John Kerry and George Bush were part of skull and bones. What flag has a skull and bones on it? The pirate flag. So we currently live in this world of just flooding, flooding with cheap free shit. Like Ukraine 20 years ago, you could get some really good local vodka for like a dollar because they grew the potatoes. I'm not saying everything's super expensive, but you ate and you lived locally, you know, and life was harder. If a girl didn't get married by 20, her life, she might just be a prostitute or she'd be a spinster. That's what they called them, where she was just kind of this crazy old bag that would just like run around with a broom or something. That's why they probably called them witches. Because they didn't have anyone providing for them. They didn't have, you know, it was really hard back then to be quote unquote single. It's like, if you look at me and Amy's relationship, it, we rely on each other so much. You know, like what Amy does with the kids is like an entire full time 24 seven job. If you have a four kids, it's like what, and this is with modern appliances, like the washer and dryer, the dishwasher, Heat, natural gas, electricity, a guy who plows our driveway now. Um, 
you know, the, the empire, the, the dollar reserve currency. And it's like her, she works and I, I need her. I mean, I, I don't want to say need, you only need God, you know, theologically, that's kind of not the right word. I, uh, we're like the idea of divorce for, for a couple that relies so heavily on each other. Like I work all the time, you know, I either am doing farm stuff or like figuring out what to talk about in the streams or like all this stuff. I'm like constantly working. And I wouldn't have that level of focus if Amy wasn't like completely crushing with everything domestic, you know, whether it's food prep, like right now she's making butter from all the milk I, I, uh, I milk or our kids are in violin and homeschooling and all this stuff. Like it's, it's an epic undertaking that Amy does. And that's one reason why we have such high quality children. You know, if we were to go to a city right now and hang out with some of my friends, from back in the day who lived that Babylonian lifestyle, like my six-year-old son, Walter, could probably babysit their 10-year-old. I'm not kidding. They're emasculated. They're infantilized. They have no idea how reality works. They're like, and then they're exposed to, um, you know, I like just showing your kids some of these. Okay, like last night, we wanted to watch a Christmas movie. We're going to watch the Santa Claus. I'm like, I used to know Tim Allen. He was kind of a nice guy. Let's, and we turned it off after five minutes because the couple's divorced. And my kids don't even know what divorce is. And I started seeing that. And it was like mom and dad were fighting. And there was jokes. And I was like, and I'm like, Amy, we're, we're killing this video. We're killing this movie. Because I could already see like my son Walter's like, he started asking questions. Where he's like, why are they not together? Like, who's this third guy? And I'm like, this is not. So we watched a Christmas Carol. It was great. Uh, they don't know what divorce is. They have, like my six-year-old has no idea that mommy and daddy could ever possibly divorce. And think about how great that is. That's not even an idea in his head. And the exposure to that shit in Babylon is fucking nuts. You know, it's like I don't even want him to think that there could be a third, like that he could have a new day. Cause my wife is from a divorced family. So, uh, that, 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 that movie growing up, like she hadn't seen it in a while either, but she's very protective now too. Uh, she's like, she really related to it as a kid. And I'm like, yeah, cause you're from divorce. You know, I'm not, we're not, our kids literally don't know that it's possible that a mom and a dad don't live together. They don't even know what divorce is. Walter not knowing what divorce is automatically makes his world better. Yeah. So imagine, you know, your sons are raised in this pure, hardworking thing. They don't know what random fucking is. Like they think everyone who kisses is married. You know, my kids literally think that everyone who kisses is man and wife. And so, um, and so imagine that world of morality and then your, 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 uh, your local area will figure out which people would work best together for the future. And you'd be like, well, there's this girl. And imagine a 10 year old girl. And again, I can't reiterate this enough. I'm not, I'm not for child marriage. In fact, I think that, uh, it's really dangerous for girls to have even after. So, so the, the only logical argument for consent to sex is post Puberty mean a woman or a girl has had her first period and marriage. You know, that's it. 
Because you have to make a claim. You can't just keep reacting going, can you believe the left? Okay, so, but that's dangerous because the girl isn't fully grown. And that's probably why there was a high rate of, um, of you know, death during, during um, what's it called? Uh, delivery, you know, that, I, what's the, not infant mortality. Yeah, maybe infant mortality and maternal mortality. Because you can see it with cows and goats. Like if they get pregnant too early, they can calf, but it's just more risky. My daughter is nine. Explaining why her mom and I don't live together was very difficult. Yeah, and we're, and you know, me and, I, me and Amy are trying to avoid that. We're trying to just have them have innocence. And then, you know, historically, the age of reason is seven. So at seven, you start being able to, and that's, it, it's fairly arbitrary number. These, these numbers are fairly arbitrary, but the age of seven is typically when a boy, I don't know about girls. My brother has a bunch of girls and say that they're smarter. <laughs> he says they, they mature faster. They're aware of everything. They're fucking like, you know, and little boys can be little retards. And I, I, I sign off on that. But I think when a boy's around seven, they start being able to think adequately for themselves. It's not extreme BB. This is within the God desires for everyone's safety, security, commitment. Exactly. Yeah, but that's the whole point I'm trying to make is from our current overly sexualized world, seeing that consent, the age of marriage, the age of consent back in the day meant the age of marriage was 10 and in Delaware was seven in America. When America was great, right? Trumpers, you want to make America great again before there was the Federal Reserve and all that? Okay, well, everybody's, and I'm not, again, not in favor of that because of how far we've fucking fallen. We're even a 42-year-old man that considers himself more uh, self-sufficient than most is currently wearing a hoodie like a child. You know, if you go back and look at pictures, every man was dressed very well. You know, they were, they, they were very aware, very meticulous. Uh, I'm not. I'm currently wearing sweatpants, no socks, and a hoodie in the middle of winter, okay? We're all a little damaged. <laughs> Being ra- 2022 America, it's like we all have been a little fucked up. And not that people weren't always fucked up. You know, I talked to my mom about rural Wisconsin in the 40s and 50s, which uh, might as well have been 1850. A lot of violence. A lot of violence, a lot of uh, beatings, you know, a lot of uh, really intense violence. And so that's, I'm not in favor of that. You know, there's always, every era has their own situation. Like the Catholic guilt was nuts. You know, they said, if you didn't go to church every Sunday, you burned in hell for eternity. You know, that's what my mom was rebelling against, which would made her more uh, intellectualized and secular was because she was rebelling against the abuse of the Catholic Church and the violence that the men were capable of doing. And so though that's that those are the holes that the demons creep in is when uh, the man becomes abusive. That's probably what happened with this uh, movement to raise the age of consent. I think the concept of consent started shifting from marriage to sex. And that was a major shift. And it's hard to understand these things. It's very similar to trying to understand slavery, how a lot of our ancestors owned slaves or were slaves. And you can just say, they're, all our ancestry is evil. That's not real. You know, we come from a glorious and high-minded tradition. 
that I think if we met a lot of our ancestors back in the day, we would be extremely impressed and humbled. Uh, I agree with protecting the innocence of children as long as possible. Trauma of any kind interrupts their imagination, which I believe. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I have to answer so many questions. I mean, one of my friends got Walter uh, another dragon book. So yesterday, it was about 10 hours of me answering questions about dragons. Uh, all right. If, it, if it's Gary and Terry's final voyage, sh shut up, paraplegic. My boomer family slept before marriage, and they have many spouses. Yeah, but I mean, now it's like crazy. That's why divorce, one reason divorce is so high is because women have so many sex experiences before marriage. And because they don't need each other. I hate to use the word need. They don't rely on each other on a daily basis. Amy and I rely on each other to a degree where I don't even want to go on the road. I mean, I'm like, every day she relies on me for so many tasks and I rely on her for so many tasks. I'm like a fundamental rock that our family is built upon. Oh, that only Peter. No, no, the husband. You do the cornerstone. And so I provide and protect and guide under the blessing of God, our creator. Okay. So I do, if I don't do that, her life would fall apart. You know, and it's like, it's the same with her. If she, if I didn't rely on her every day, keeping the kids clean, healthy, happy, educated, protected, you know, she does, she thinks ahead with bills and, and homeschooling and all this shit, taxes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I wouldn't be able to do three hour streams. I wouldn't be able to function on the high level that I'm currently functioning on because it's her. She's like crushing. And so that imagine a world where the, the, the mom and dad don't rely on each other. Woman works, guy works. They kind of, they kind of combine income to like buy stuff that they don't care about. Their kids are gone all day at school. No one cares. They're all in debt. It's like, so, and then, you know, she's been with a hundred guys and he's addicted to pornography. Like, why wouldn't they get divorced? There's nothing holding them together. You know, the masculine polarity with the feminine polarity, you know, the, the power of the masculine and the grounding nature of the woman together, it's like, you can't, me and Amy, there is zero, zero idea of possibly getting divorced. Like, not only is it not a thing, when one of us gets sick, it's like jarring. You know, if we have like two or three days where we have to provide, uh, do the other one's job, it's, uh, it's like a whole thing. Imagine not having each other at all. You know, our kids, how they view us. and but It's just, to us, the idea of divorce is not even in the realm of reality at all. And then you look out at Babylon and you see children are nothing more than uh, props for their ego, for their crazy identity. And so Leif Schreiber follows this Kabbalistic Tikkun uh, Ulam, I would say Ulaf, but heal the world. So what they believe, and it's not all Jews, it's a satanic view that Stephen Crowder has, the Pope has. It's not, you know, and every human being has the ability of feeling this way. It's that God made a mistake. That's the fundamental. God made a mistake. And you have to fix it. That God is in all of us and he's a broken, fragmented. I've heard this explained exactly what they believe. And I've done a stream about it. Um, Leonard Cohen explained their religion exactly. And it's not, 
the Jewish religion. It's a form of Satanism. It's a form of the best way to describe it is Tikam Olam or whatever. It's like the, the need to heal the world. So your son is broken and needs to be fixed. Your son is really a girl. So I have to fix the girl. I have to fix the world. Who does these things? People that have been like extremely traumatized. Like Leave Schreiber was abused extremely bad as a child. It's not always a Cohen. No. That's why I did Catholic Week. That's why I talked about Paul and the crucifixion. It's not because I want to see you angry. You have to see it where the pattern is. And most people are blind to the fact it's a behavior and a worldview, not a title or a religion. I'm sure the Muslims have the same fucking problem. I just don't know because I only know a couple Muslims and I'm not in a Muslim society, quote unquote. I just from afar really like Sharia law and I like how they have a more coherent, um, you know, that there's not as many fractured. Like, look at what happened to Christianity. It's like it's like a something shattered. It's like, oh, no, it's this version. This interpretation is the only way. Now, this one, this is how we heal the world. It's like Gnosticism, but even more narcissistic. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so if when you see the pattern, you can see it in people and yourself. Bill Gates does Tikam Olam. Exactly. I've done Tikam Olam. When I look out and say, why won't Joe Rogan tell the truth? You know, why won't people see that I'm funnier than Dave Chappelle? You know, that's Tikam Olam. And unless you can identify it in your own in your own eye and you're only looking at, at your neighbor's eye then you're useless you are part of their fractal you know and so trying to break the tikam olam in people where it's like so the world is broken and needs to be fixed is why all this shit happens and christ never said that you know christ never said that you have to make other people change in order for God to work, that this is perfect. Like we are already in what, but can we bring about heaven on earth through our own commitment to what is good, true, and beautiful? That's the whole thing. God has a plan for you and everyone. You can stray away from that or you can commit to it. That's it. And Tikam Olam, what is that? To heal the world. And they use their golems to heal the world. That's what justifies all the evil in the world is that you're fixing the mistakes of God. It's the fundamental. It's why they have, because I've went through, because I've went through this child trans bullshit as an actual truther who wants to, you know, to see what it really is. Like, what is it? And I did start thinking that I had to fix it. I don't have to fix it. Like, I don't have to make Leave Schreiber be a better boy. My job is to explain to the people who like to listen to me these things as best I can so that we are liberated from that. And it all starts within ourselves. It's Satanism, Sabati, and Frankism. Yeah, I don't need, I can look at this and not feel anger. And it took me a long time to get there because I went through a, a thing where I'd feel revulsion and anger and hate and uh, I would get almost irrationally mad of like that little boy and how this is all happening. I, I, that detachment, compassion, not empathy. Be in the world, not of it is very important because if you have hate, they will use it against the very thing you're trying to do.
Why is this happening? Because like the Steven Crowders of the world and all these grifters, they don't actually want to address the problem. The problem is we are not appealing to a standard. The problem is we all on some level have justified our own perversions as normal without a coherent standard. And because of that, you no longer have the ability to argue against the extreme version of perversion, which is the exploitation of children for sex. That's, that's all it is. So it's like, if you think that you can go to a bar and meet another girl who's lonely, get each other liquored up, fuck her, make sure that, that she's on a pill. If the pill doesn't work, you abort the kid or you abandon her. You're in the same realm as these people. It's just scale at that point. It's just scale. And that's very, very hard for people to admit because that, that, because people are backpedaling with their finger out like this. Oh, but it's the left, you people. Can you imagine in the 80s when I was a kid, if someone saw that guy walking down the street and knew that was his son, he would just, he would just get killed. That's in my lifetime this has happened. They would be exiled. Huge problem. Like just the fact it turned out Rock Hudson was gay, it ruined his career. This acceleration is happening because we don't have a moral standard. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Christianity in America has become soft, weak, gay, cucking, you know, learned helplessness. And all you little cucks that are going to comment and go, oh, how dare you? Jesus Christ is Lord. Turn, how about you turn the other cheek? You do that whenever it matters, right? Why do you have to yell at me? When this shit happens outside your window and in your family, you know, you turn the other cheek. Oh, how dare you? Turn the other cheek. No, you're just cowards. You sit on the internet. Oh, how dare you? Christ our God, the living God. You're fucking cowards, man. And no one wants to hear it anymore. It's actually repulsing people. It's revolting. I actually have more compassion for Lee fucking Schreiber than a lot of the people that are currently like theologically ranting on these comment sections because they're liars. Leave Schreiber is from a background that's absolutely insane. A like cultish, you know, um, highly abusive, traumatized childhood where he had no sense of identity. He had a Jewish artist mom that kidnapped him at three. He had a fucked up drug dealing dad, this Protestant, kidnapped him back. Horrible abuse lived in a fucking apartment in like New York City, six, seven years old, hanging out with bohos and painters and pedophiles and all these beatniks and all these people. Horrible, horrible childhood. So he grows up with no identity, doesn't know who the fuck he is, doesn't, probably raped his whole childhood, thinks he has to heal the world, thinks that you have the ability to decide who you are. Put that on his kid. No, this boy is a girl. Nuts. I think he should be fucking, t you know, I'm not even going to say what I think should happen to these people because I'm not going to engage in horror porn, but he has no, he, not only should he not be looked up to, he shouldn't be allowed in society, but this is the thing you, you, you got to face. Our society has gotten to a point where that is normal and the hypocrites can't stop it because they don't appeal to any logical standard. The only actual logical standard for any form of fornication at all is post-puberty and marriage. That's it. Oh, but what if you get fingered and it, look, look, 
okay, people are going to make mistakes. They're going to fall short. They're going to do all this and blah, blah, blah. But look at what the average girl goes through in middle school and high school. That can't be the standard where you just fuck around and, until, you know, and take your hormone pills and get used or you use others or, you know, you have these brokenhearted people that eventually get tired and married and then they get divorced. And it's like that can't possibly get to that point. Trial Jubair, TCOM Olam turns into learn helplessness because everyone realizes quickly you can't change the world. The world is perfect. It's you who wants to change. Exactly, Toronto Jubair. This comes from someone whose inside is broken. Liev Schreider wants to heal the world because he can't heal himself. It's called outrage. Again, that's why I like the Islamic version of jihad, the fight within. You can't heal. This is why Jordan Peterson got rocketed into fame because clean your own room, bucko, is actually good advice. He's obviously a mouthpiece of the devil at this point. But the whole, until you can clean your room, you can't criticize other people. That's, a good, that's good advice. Until you can address your own problems, how you are broken, you can't tell anyone else how to live. And right now we're in a society where the most broken are elevated because they're the best at acting. Okay? They're the best at acting. There was way too much sex in high school. All of it, dude. And then they mock the girls for being whores or their vagina smells or the girls get their heart broken and it breaks their ability to pair bond. It's really bad, dude. And now with all the men watching unlimited HD porn, the amount, that, the amount of input they need to even get an erection is like horrifying. Like you have a lifestyle that's worse than a Victorian England prostitute. It's crazy. And then you're videotaped. They'll like, you know, show all their friends. You wonder the rest of your life if anyone else is ever going to see that. Even if you have a family, you have a sense of guilt, shame, horror, you know, it's nuts. And these are the people pointing their dirty little fingers at everyone else. Oh, you know, they're having a good childhood. I mean, yeah, she's been finger fucked a few times. and had a boyfriend, sucked him off. It's like, oh, oh, and Benjamin's the vulgar one. No, I'm showing you the vulgarity of this world. My kids don't even know that divorce exists. You know, and they're good kids. That's another reason I don't believe in original sin. I don't, I don't, if you don't traumatize the shit out of these kids, they're fucking good. Yeah, that there's a greedy fear in every human on some level. Like, why does, uh, you know, why does my brother get a toy that I don't get or, you know, they get scared of the dark or something like that. But it's in general, it's that's all just misplaced, valid thoughts. Sadly, uh, I used to think large labias meant the girl was beat out. That was a common misconception. Very unfair to the girls and totally perverted. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, oh, she's loose. We're talking 12 year olds, guys. But the fact that you just fuck them without marriage in our culture is like, Oh no, you know, that's what kids do. They mess around. You look at these movies, every one of them, it's like they're trying to get, you know, even like the Sandlot and stuff that growing up I thought was so good. Me and my wife rewatched that to see if it's something we could show the kids. No, dude. It's so perverted. It's so like sexualized. You know, it's like, 
The, oh, we're all sinners. We're all in sin. It's all in our calm. Jesus saves. Ugh. Man, man, how far that we've fallen. Oh, so you're admitting everyone's fallen. You don't have to be fallen. You can, you can attempt to rise above that. And a lot of us are attempting to do that. And it's hard. And we make mistakes and all that. But like to constantly view yourself as a fallen, sinful piece of shit, it typically is because you are a sinful piece of shit. Because you want to spread it. You want other people to be as dirty as you are. And the fact that one of the reasons our stars are so disgusting is because the best artist that you can get to cry on film, myself included, I'm a little fucked up. I'm trying to heal. You can heal. You can heal, dude. You know, you, your, your, your natural homeostasis is to heal. Gravity is set to heal itself. I don't know if the word gravity is the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I died last night suddenly from heart attack. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, mercury and aluminum together make some horrific shit. I'll post it on the telegram when I'm done. What was I just talking about? Oh, yeah. So the more traumatized you are and the more kind of fluid you are, and I have some fluidity to me from my upbringing, the more you can be like, okay, today you're a French prince. Tomorrow you got to cry on camera. The next day you have to pretend to murder a guy. You know, that's Hollywood. Hollywood is like, have eight people in front of you with little clipboards and you have to cry. And then the next, an hour later, you have to act happy. And an hour later, you have to act this way or that way, or you have to pretend to be aroused by a girl you just met. I know that feeling. I'm not as good as these people at that because I'm not that fucked up. You know, when I used to date uh, the actress Christina Ricci, and she'd been like, um, uh, you know, given all these awards and nominated for all this and like Golden Globes and all this. Dude, to get a girl to be able to act out trauma on camera and cry and do like black snake moan and all this shit, it's not from a good place, guys. It's not from a good place. It's from a place of not having an identity. And it's one reason why Hollywood celebrities are so easy to manipulate for agenda is because they don't know who the fuck they are. They have no, it's like Zoolander. It's like, but why male models? Because you're easy to manipulate, Derek. But why male models? Because they're fucking black snake monas so messed up. Imagine dating that girl and watching that on screen. It's one reason why we didn't work out, man. I was just like, I was like too normal for Hollywood. You know, I was just like, wait, this is art? You know, I'm like, so that fucking nigger? Is <laughs> they're stunted in infile infantile state. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very young acting. Very like. Uh, and so when you look at Leif Schreiber, like, don't just be like, oh, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. Child abuse. Trust me. I want this to end more than I. I'm not going to make any claims. I've dedicated years of my life to figuring out how to get this to end. OK, so just know that. But to really understand how this happens, how did little Lee Schreiber become not only someone capable of turning his child into this disgusting, you know, hormone factory of just false virtue and insanity? It's because he doesn't know who the fuck he is. And he probably internally is an eight year old boy. No, it's even worse. He's probably like a two year old boy. He's like two. 
And so when you're looking at a world of infant infantilizing, 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 these are like little kids. And so we're in a culture that idolizes actors and actors are the most fucked up people. All artists have some damage. You know, it's one thing if you're just good at an instrument, you know, like I want all my kids to master a instrument because back in the day and like when we had a higher mind, every gentleman was expected to know an instrument. Every gentleman was expected to understand Latin and Greek. You know, every gentleman was supposed to, you know, understand these things was every gentleman was supposed to a landowner was supposed to have the patience and virtue to be able to grow wine, grow grapes and turn it into wine. That's one of the reasons know them by their fruit is so valid. A lot of it has to do with actual grapes because grape harvesting requires so much patience and skill and uh, self, um, what's it called? We have a lot of uh, like impulse control that you could tell someone's character based on the fruit they grew. And then wine is another whole level. That's why they'd smell it and sip it and taste it. And they'd look at the man who created it and, oh, slave, slave. No, but you have to control your workers and be able to create that wine. And that was a way to, you taste the wine to understand the virtue of the man. You know, so every gentleman should be able to play an instrument well. They should understand the 12 notes, you know, Lydian, Mixolydian, Dorian, all the scales, you know, how, how a song is constructed, the patience of being able to learn and create one, the harmony of it. You should understand Greek and Latin uh, to be able to read uh, all of our old books. And you should be able to cultivate something hard. You know, something that, it, that requires skill, patience, and the understanding of the world around you. The understanding of the seasons, of planting procedures, of grafting, of all that. Uh, it takes a lot of patience to see through others' trauma response as well. Yeah, because I, I'm not just going to be the guy, and having kids, I understand this, where it's like, oh, there's good, in, good people and bad people. You know, no, you are capable of doing good and bad. My kids ask me all the time, like, is this guy the good guy or is he the bad guy? And I have the same answer every time. I'm like, he's capable of both, just like you. The minute you think you're the good guy and everyone that you don't like is the bad guy, you're fucking yourself with that. The best people are the ones who are very aware of the whispers and the, and the temptations of evil. And one of the easiest ways to get someone to do evil is to convince them that they're the good guy. That's one thing that I understand about Paul. I've thought a lot about Paul. He's a complicated character. Whether or not there was two Pauls, if he even existed, if he thought he was telling the truth, I don't know. But when he said he was the worst of all sinners, I, I don't personally like that because it's like false virtue signaling. Either he was like a vicious, disgusting, murderous criminal, which is probably, I don't know, who knows. But to understand that you are capable of being a horrible sinner is important. You're capable of, doesn't mean you are. You know, that's one thing I, I don't like about Augustine or Paul is they almost seem like they're bragging about it. No, the, the, the reality is we're all capable of doing bad. And doing bad means going against what you know to be good, true, and beautiful. Like you can have a personal connection to God. The kingdom of God is within, you know? 
So it's like, you can be bad. You know, this whole like white hat, patriot, Trump stuff. Donald Trump is clearly a nefarious character. But if you get it in your head that he's the good guy and Nancy Pelosi's the bad guy, you can get roped into doing a lot of evil and you'll feel good about your evil until you don't, until you realize that you were tricked, you know? Okay, so let me think. Is that what I really wanted to talk about today? Uh, yeah, that's, that's mainly, I wanted to talk about the nature of the golem, how the golem uh, is the servant of their human master and it's based on keeping them addicted or serving trauma. And uh, it's a very fascinating thing. The Tikam Olam that you have to heal the world because you can't heal yourself is uh, very dangerous and destructive. That the age of consent is a giant spell that logically speaking, the only possible argument is marriage with commitment and ability to have children. And although I find that jarring as well, if you look at our past, the United States of America age of consent was 10 and in some states even lower up until the 1920s. So for hundreds of years, that was the case. And you can then say all of our ancestors were pedophiles or when you look at slavery, you can say all of our ancestors were racist and now we're the good guys as you look out at a world that's so fucking twisted and dark that the only response to that absurd notion that our ancestors were all disgusting and we're now healed is to shut down and become an NPC. It can be very true that people get stuck on trauma. Yeah. Well, the, we all have trauma. We all have damage. We all have the capability of doing evil. But the battle is in ourselves. And outrage is to try and change the world because we cannot change ourselves. And you're, at that point, you're dealing with shadows. It's almost like a broken movie projector. And you're just on the wall, you know, stabbing it and changing it and trying to paint over it, but it's on the lens. There's a hair on the lens, and that's in you. And, you know, Tikam Olam is to heal the world. So you're looking at the projection. We are in the Maya. This is a projection. Man, I'm getting like the goosebumps right now that I'm really hitting some gravy. We are in a world right now of projection. It's like a projector of light. Like the sun is the great, whoa, dude, this is heavy gravy. I can feel it physically. My body's tingling. The sun is like the projector of light that reveals what's inside the projector. And we are like that as well. So if we are attacking the projection and wanting to change the projection, like shadows on Plato's cave, and I don't like Plato. I think he was a, I, don't, I honestly think Plato sucked. Yet yeah, in the image of God, the image, what is the image? An image is not real. An image is a projection, you know, and I'm not saying we're in a simulation, all that. I'm just saying that when you're talking about Tigam Olam, so it's, the perfect, a great metaphor to understand the desire to change the outside when the problem is inside is when you look at Lee Schreiber, he thinks he's the good guy. You want to understand how to write a villain really well? The villain believes he's good. So many people don't write, like uh, Vox has talked about this and he's right on the money. If you're writing a, a narrative, a script, a book, yeah, Vox had had a recent post on evil tendencies to cancel those trying to cancel the sexual immorality. Because they, all right, so, yeah, but, the, but evil thinks it's good. Or it's low vibratory and doesn't think at all. 
But if you're writing a really interesting bad guy, like the Joker, that's why a lot of people gravitate to some of these dark figures is because they think they're doing good. No matter what character you're looking at in history, they, they're acting out what they think is healing the world. And the more broken their projector is, the more broken their internal world is, and they won't look at that. They only look out, outrage. You know, we have to change the world. We have to do this. We have to make people do this. We have to wake people up. We have to, no, you don't. You got to tend your own garden. Be a good father. Think locally. All right. Row, row. We projected Owen's image on the tent wall at the festival. Nice. Classic. Good. I like that you did that. All right. There's something true in the simulation theory or we wouldn't resonate with people like the glove. Exactly. There has to be something true with it or you wouldn't even listen to it. Every great lie is riddled with truth. The projector is something that, you know, there's something there. The stars are projectors um, projecting our lives down to this planet Earth. Modest Mouse lyrics from the album The Moon in the Antarctica. Yeah, as above, so below is, is profound. And so, um, and I've talked about this stuff in the past. But yeah, so that's, my, I'm hitting the gravy wall right now. I, I'm hitting a gravy wall. I just peaked. I just peaked the gravy. Okay, so so that's all I wanted to talk about. What what the age of consent is, how people that just keep pointing their finger at our past saying, all of our ancestors were evil. The ones who built those stone domes, they're all bad. They're all pedophiles, slave owners, racists. That that causes a real trauma in you. Your ancestors, I once saw this uh, meme. It said, uh, anti-Semitism is believing your own ancestors over the Jews. <laughs> and I know that's pretty funny. Like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of over the whole Jew thing. I think it's a little played out, but there's truth in that. It's like, imagine being a German and your ancestors say, this is what actually happened. And if you believe them like Wehrmacht bear, if you believe your ancestors more than a random Jewish guy on the internet, you're called anti-Semitic. believe your ancestors and believe, and if you're a Jew, believe your ancestors. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying that like Jews are all bad, but I'm just saying that our ancestors weren't all evil. That's like if you were going to break a slave and get them to stay in a basement, you know, like learned helplessness, like shocking the dogs. The number one thing you do is get them to to think their entire history is evil. Oh, this is it. Thanks. It says it's by at real six million at Gab, I'm guessing. Anti-Semitism is believing what your ancestors said about Jews instead of believing what Jews say about your ancestors. Exactly. And that doesn't mean the Jews are responsible for all the evil in the world. In fact, I think they're just highly traumatized people. And we live in a world that celebrates actors and bankers. Because the best bankers and actors come from trauma. So that's why I think, you know, the golems. Uh, but that's a great quote. It's just like anti-Semitism is believing what your ancestors said about Jews, not what Jews say about your ancestors. Like if you believe a random Jew over your own people, then you are now atomized, isolated, and very, very easy to control as a golem. Yeah, our flesh is temporary meat suits and our spirits are eternal. That causes, yeah, it's like, yeah, sometimes I get these crazy thoughts of like that we're all just like light and, Reanimated light. I don't know. What the hell do I know? Um, all right. 
but my anger, like, because some people think I'm an angry guy because I'll go at these people. Like when I was group texting with Dave Chappelle and yay about him stealing my jokes, and it was very funny. You know, Chappelle was like, come on, man. Why, why are you guys being so, you know, so hostile? Like calling out crimes isn't hostile, Dave. You know, I'm not mad at you. I don't want anything bad to happen to Dave Chappelle. It's like, I'm not mad at Lee Schreiber. I have a deep, deep desire to raise a family that is not like that. And that's all the power I have. You know, the, the Jews are very, like what Toronto Jubert just said, are traumatized by Tikam Olam because you can't change what's on the Plato's cave. You can't make Lee Schreiber better. Only he can through his choices. Now that child is innocent. And that's child abuse. And I think he should be in a, uh, a cell at minimum. And I think you guys can read between the lines of what I'm talking about. You don't do that. It's not your job to do that. Your job is to heal your insides. Because there's right-wing Tikam Olam guys too. You know, like, we got to organize and hit the streets and beat the fuck out of the gay pride parade. No. No, this is a representative of mass consciousness. Your job is actually a lot harder and less like a movie script. Your job is to slowly build out of this shit, to be a good dad, to be a good husband, to be a good wife, to like understand that you come from a great history with filled with trauma, but also like epic shit. Your trauma doesn't have to be bad. You know, your trauma doesn't have, you're not, no one is, um, cursed. No one. And I, in my experience with Paul, the one thing that Paul brought to people that I think is good is that no one is cursed. Like if Paul can do it, anyone can do it. I, I get that idea, but that doesn't mean you get to rewrite the Bible and potentially lie a ton and rewrite Jesus' teachings. That's my, that's why I don't like Paul. But the idea that if Paul can do it, so can we is good, but you don't get to then be the head of the Religion, like you're like, uh, because you're so fucked up and dark doesn't mean you're the best guy in the world because you stopped murdering as many people. Like, that's insane. All right. And uh, to not because my hatred is the pedophile. But I could see how that could I was manipulated. I could be manipulated by dark forces because of my hate. You know, it's the Jews doing it. You know, it's the Jews. Oh, look at what they do. And if you're not conscious enough to stay calm and see where it comes from, like why would someone want to heal the world and not themselves? Because they, they're so scared. They're so weak and broken. And if you trust God's plan that we're not here just because a bunch of retarded monkeys fucked, what's in store for them and what's in store for you is great. It's already happened in a sense. You know, it's already happened. It's like watching a movie. You know, I'm not a Calvinist. I do believe in free will. But there is something to the projector situation. It is a paradox. I have a hard time wrapping my little brain around it. But it's like, no matter how many times the black guy in the Cleveland movie theater screams at the movie, like, bitch, bitch, don't go outside, bitch. The movie's already been cut. It's already happening. My trauma helped me build my business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's a choice though, Carlos. You chose that, whereas trauma can help you just like 
be a destructive piece of shit. Trauma wouldn't exist if God didn't allow it. We could all be floating in a sea of bliss with no trauma at all, but God allows trauma for a reason. I prefer the trauma that comes naturally, like of nature, like my kids outside, you know, like someone could say that I'm a traumatizing dad because right, you know, in negative 15, they're out collecting eggs or shoveling or, you know, they, they're, they, they have to watch me kill chickens and then help me process the meat. You know, a lot of these, these, about, uh, um, what are these people like these, these guys, these fucking crazy, uh, urban dwelling, immoral, uh, Babylonians would look at me killing a chicken in front of my kids and be like, that's child abuse. This guy, Leif Schreiber would probably think that me killing a chicken. So they know where the fuck meat comes from. And then cutting a hole in its asshole and then fucking ripping out its insides and feeding the heart to my dog. So he fucking runs a little faster. You know, it's like they would call that trauma, but that's good trauma. Not that trauma is good. How do I put this? There are aspects of life that are scary and they, in some ways hurt you, but it makes you stronger. A cold winter wind, a, the death of an animal, the, you know, working when you're tired, uh, discipline, chopping wood. You know, like one thing we're trying to do is, is attempt to live like we don't have heat. So, uh, because that can happen. You know, we're starting to see these systems break down a little bit. Like Paul from Pockets was talking about uh, how he ran out of propane and his house went down to like 50 and it just sucked. <laughs> And he couldn't get the propane company. They like weren't even answering the phone. And then they got it, uh, got it figured out. But it's those little glimmers into what life is like without the system. And if the system requires you to beg and kneel and submit to stay in it, well, then you're going to have a choice to stay out of it. And so we're trying to do it slowly for a while. Because the trauma of just all the lights going off and all the gas shutting off would be unimaginably hard for most people. So that's why I'm trying to create a culture here and in my own family where we're, we, we like it. We're slowly enjoying it. We like splitting wood. You know, the, 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 the tree warms you four times when you chop it down, when you split it, when you stack it, when you burn it. You know, I love shit like that. I love the old timey knowledge where the tree heats you four times. When you chop down the tree, you know, when you, when you split the wood, when you stack the wood, and when you, when you burn the wood, each time you get warm. And so to have that fun aspect of it, like heat comes from burning wood. And, it, and from Dr. Shiva's talk, I mean, putting carbon in the atmosphere probably would increase the amount of life on this planet or realm or whatever the fuck we are. You know, carbon is good. You know, car the trees breathe carbon. We're made out of carbon. Carbon clearly, uh, you know, there was probably a time in our history where we had more carbon in the atmosphere and more of like that vapor canopy, like that archaics guy, I do not recommend him because of his, he just doesn't feel like he's owning his past. I'll just leave it at that. But I think the vapor canopy is real. I think like there was a time when there was more moisture and carbon in the air and it was a lot more conducive to large life forms which is great. I'm creating grit. I am creating grit. And our history, like imagine you're a 10 year old girl and I'm not recommending this by the way. And I also think human beings matured faster before 
when we were agrarian before Wi-Fi and chemicals and all this shit, I mean, if you read what people accomplished when they were really young, it feels like the timelines are a little different now. It just does. I Like, if you look at... Hey, Connington, do you have that video of high school in the 70s or 80s that I posted that one day where they all looked like men? Do, do you have that video? Is that handy for you right now? Because this is another factor when you're looking at age of consent and marriage in America in 1850. You look for it. Uh, is because... Um, I don't think people look the same as they do now. I think it might be on your telegram. I have no idea, Kyneton Bear. I can sum it up for you, but it's really interesting to look at it. Where if you look at uh, just a classroom in the 80s, someone just recorded it, and everybody looks fucking 25. <laughs> like all the girls look like, mo- like they look like, like they could be attractive moms. 16 year olds look 35. Yeah. Imagine if you live in a world without hormone suppressors, you know, seed oils, sugar, all that shit. I can find it on YouTube quick. All right, one second. I think people looked way different. High school in the, is it 80s? Uh, Yeah, pure grit. Shut the fuck up. All right, let me see if this is the right video. Is this the video that I used to watch? I'll just share the screen. This is 1986. <laughs> you know, just people look fucking different, man. Try to keep a secret all the time. Say what? Say what? Why are you embarrassed? I thought you said you've been on TV, girl. I have. No, I'm Can that thing record what I'm saying? Well, sure. I think I did just found it. One second. A different world, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, 110 years of high school, 1900 to 2010. Let's take a quick look at this. That was the 1900s. I mean though yeah no one's fat everyone looks like an adult they used to have show and tells in um like my grandparents in school would learn how to shoot a gun like they would hunt for their fucking food in high school that looks nuts yeah it's like uh it's completely different so the the girls were taught how to make clothes how to cook and clean and have kids and all that and 
These are 12-year-olds, guys. Not just show and tell. They had classes about shooting and hunting. Not only would, kind of, not only would they not have classes about shooting and hunting, they would go out and get food for lunch by killing. It's completely a different world. So people are like, oh, how dare you? Marrying children? Did that, did that look like a bunch of fucking children? They were all like, you know, a, they would all put most American 30-year-olds to shame. There was a time we fished to eat. I mean, my, the guy who fixed my lawnmower, great guy. He, uh, when he was growing up, they had to go haul water every day from the creek in North Idaho. A sea salt, sea salt caramel. I'm not eating that. You get everyone's trying to make me fat. Everyone's trying to make the big bear a big fat fuck. Even though I'm working hard, I was doing wind sprints this morning. What's this? Ranger Medic Handbook, U.S. Department of Defense. Hey, thanks. This is big. That's big for me. Can't wait to crush with that. A little super chat, and then we'll continue, won't we? Dear Big Bear, thank you for reading my first letter. I'm glad it was taken as it was intended. I went and gave my daughter a box of pictures, letters, and a birthday present. I wasn't supposed to, but I promised her I would never miss her birthday, and so far I haven't. Our younger daughter is crawling and hopefully walking soon. Baby to be, too early to tell, but all of our prayers revolve around them all. I know you don't know me well yet, but I did want to say that your views on Paul aren't totally unfounded. Paul does not have the ability to change God's law. Your skepticism of the interpretation of his words are actually biblically supported by 2 Peter 3, 15-17, gives an explicit warning about twisting Paul's words to their own destruction. So to refuse interpretations of his work that alter God's law is absolutely correct. Yeah, and, and I, you can see it every day. So what they really mean is the whole thing is justification of sin. And the average current Christian conservative doesn't realize that back in the day, like in American history, they would be executed for how they live. They would be hung from a fucking tree. Because they're black skin? No. That's why it was called a shotgun wedding. You didn't just fuck chicks unless you married them. Or else they, they would, like, men would just kill you. And it didn't even make the news. It was just like, ah, someone banged his daughter, got a, got a bullet in the head. You're on the right track is what I'm saying. Even if we don't know everything, being able to, yeah, we, we don't know everything, but we are given the ability to reason with logic. That contradictory things aren't supposed to exist simultaneously. And the whole idea of a valid argument is we are given that ability to figure that out. And so if you have a guy that never met Jesus Christ outside of his claim that he met him in spirit form on the road to Damascus, and then he went on to fundamentally change the nature of Christianity, that's, that, that should raise a red flag. And if you still are cool with that, that's fine. But just, you know, screeching and screaming at me that I'm unfounded, it's not unfounded. That's a very valid opinion to have. And I'm not an NPC. I'm not input in, input out. Like, oh, well, the group says this. Well, the group's fucking wrong. The group has allowed this to happen. You know, and these same boomer Christian conservatives will go watch Wolverine or any of these fucking movies these guys make. They will give money to, to support Leave Schreiber. 
They would probably ask an autograph of this fucking guy. No problem. But a comedian thinker out of Idaho on the internet, thinking maybe Paul was up to some shit, creates such an insane reaction that I know I'm onto something because it doesn't make any sense. The epistles are boring. Uh, he just seems like a little gamma talking shit. I don't even know if he existed. I think there may have been two Pauls, but I don't care. I just get to talk about anything I'm interested in. And if anyone has a problem with that, they can literally go fuck themselves. If you slept with a chick promising to marry her, she could claim temporary insanity and kill him. Yeah, total, dude, this is 20th century. 20th century. So when you look at age of consent being 10, that obviously wasn't age of fucking. Like right now, age of consent means the age in which Chris D'Elia can fuck you in a hotel room. That's what consent means. Back in the day, it was consent to be someone's wife. And I'm sure many times men were like, you're way too young to fuck, but you're going to start, you know, building this home. But it's like, we're so perverted now. Like even just our fundamental ideas of what sex was and the purpose of sex and how Dear Abby is like, oh, if a husband and wife don't have sex at least three times a week, their marriage is in trouble. What kind of nonsense is that? Anybody that's had a bunch of little kids, you can go months and it doesn't even affect your relationship at all. Some of the hardest times me and Amy had were when we were literally having sex constantly. I was kind of manic about it when we were first together and other periods of our lives where I shouldn't talk about this on the, on the internet, but I was like, real. it was almost like weird how much I, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Come on. But this whole idea that your marriage should revolve around sex is so unbelievably flawed. Some women right after giving birth for the first time or something, they don't want to be touched. Like their nipples are sore. They don't know what's going on with their body. They got a little baby that needs them all the time. They don't feel sexual, blah, blah, blah. And if you're like, no, dear Abby, the Jew says, if you're not sucking me off three times a week, we're going to get divorced. That's total bullshit, man. You're going to go through periods just like the seasons where sometimes you just feel it. Sometimes you don't. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. If you, especially if you're like a family with a lot of children, you know, you're like in a small house with a bunch of kids. And the one thing you think about is ramming your wife. Like you might be kind of dark, like that's kind of dark, you know, where you hear like a kid crying or something. And you're like, man, can't wait to fuck. Like, what are you talking about? But my Jewish psychologist said we have to have sex all the time. I know it's nuts. Marriage should be about trust, respect and kiddos. Yeah, exactly. And in that world, you can have genuine attraction to each other and it just comes up spontaneously. But you can go, guys, you can go months, not have sex, and that doesn't mean she doesn't love you. It doesn't mean he doesn't want you. It means you're in an environment. Like, anybody can have sex when they're single, living in a city, you know, going out, have some drinks, fuck each other, wake up, a little dehydrated, eat a strawberry, fuck each other. Yeah, now throw in a bunch of little kids. And if you still feel the same way about sex, you're kind of crazy. You know, if you're like, your wife's body's like feeling very kind of broken and her nipples are sensitive and she's been up all night with a baby and you're like, yeah, let's just pretend that we're still just fucking. No, that's literally retarded. Expecting people to get married after they're established makes fornication more likely. 
I've heard the craziest things from psychologists. Yeah, yeah, totally. You guys are getting it. Thank you for warning us away from fapping and porn. I now value shy, modest women and might have found one through the community. Great, Carlos. Yeah, stop watching porn. You're fine. You're like, you get a much healthier view of sex and relationships and like, you're not, you know, the men don't get bored and the women don't get insecure and it's just, it's total bullshit. Like what, what's happening right now. But again, you can't change them. You're not here to heal the world. You're here to do the best job you can. There's seasons with sex and marriage, a hundred percent. And me and Amy have an unbelievably good marriage. Uh, let's get this straight. If your wife has a medical issue where she can't be intimate enough, that means the deal is off. Heck no, it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah, and there's times when like, you know, and she'll serve you if you need it, but like, do you really need to be an animal all the time? Like you don't. And part of it is the over-sexualization of someone's mind through porn. You know, like if you watch a lot of porn, everywhere you go is like sex. It's like the, like yoga pants and fucking all, you know, you're just like, eh. And if you don't, you just don't. Yeah, quitting masturbation heals your body. Quitting porn heals your soul. That's awesome. Saw a clip projecting 52% of women will be single for life by 2030. Yeah, and I think that's accurate because that was done by J.P. Morgan for an investment group where they're trying to like establish what they want to invest in. And that's going to, and then those are the same people that say all our ancestors were pedophiles because they got married at 12. It's nuts. Um, is your need good? Well, a lot of, a lot of banging is based on, uh, you know, ego. It's wanting to be wanted or wanting to conquer, which is fine, you know, but do you always need to conquer your wife who's working hard with little kids? I don't know. doesn't matter. Who cares? Hopefully family time is benefited by the extra time together. Um, oh, you've been snowed in. Yeah. We are enduring our snow time here and always doing our best to make the most out of it. I hope this latest gift asks another drop in the Subaru gay bucket. Paying the gay away one drop at a time. I got you the enclosed book for some fun reading if you ever have time. My offer to teach uh, you care under fire still stands, but we may not get the chance for a while since you are a busy guy. If you get the app Deployed Medicine, it has helpful videos to pair with this book. Maybe at the next festival, I will set up a medical workshop with Wild Medbear for attendees. That would be awesome. I'd love to know more about that. Still would like to be useful to the community. This letter is shorter than my last, but I plan to keep them coming. Keep breaking spells and lighting fires in people's minds. Onward to Bertari. Nobody's having more fun than us. Gentile bear. P.S. Your take on emotional attachments to symbols and charging into a bayonet for it really, it really reached me. Such a great way to break down irrational idolatry. Enjoyed the stream very much. Thank you. The part, I'll pray for you to see the truth, being extremely condescending, had me cracking up. Love the full court press. Sitting around a fire talking about God and life with you would be an experience. Uh, thanks again for reading my letter, Godspeed. You as well. Well, that's what we do every day. This, this, uh, this computer screen might as well just be a fire, you know? Every day we do that. I got some good mail today. I'm so excited. Kyneton, do we have more Super Chats? Today has been a good stream. I know it's controversial, and I know the Squirt Boys are going to freak. Owen oh, Benjamin, the pedophile. Owen oh, Benjamin just died of marriage. 
<clears throat> and in your heart, you know that it's the opposite. In your heart, you know it's the it's uh we come from a dignified past, and uh, and it was actually children were much 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 less sexualized. Like every girl that got married at like in those videos I just showed from like you know school in the 1910s. Think about how much less sexual trauma she'll endure than the average American girl. And not only is it not frowned upon, it's encouraged, where it's like, oh yeah, I had my first threesome when I was 13. You know, I thought I was a lesbian, but it turned out I'm really just pansexual. And then they end up with nobody. Oh, sweet, an allegedly hoodie, that's awesome. No family, just broke, in debt, in a little cubicle. And everyone calls it um, progress. That's the craziest thing. It's progress. Merry Christmas, everyone. Here's my, uh, my paying the gay way for almost transitioning into a woman from the Texas cold this week. I know. My dick disappeared, too. I know what it's like to be trans after this, this week. You know, my normal, very adequate penis became unbelievably small and scared and cold. And I think uh, that's one reason why northern climate people don't really understand the trans movement because if it's negative 35, you're trans. Like, you don't have a dick anymore. All right. Sex without marriage is gayer than sleep-deprived. May this help pay. Yeah, thank you very much, Jonah. Friendly Bear, BB, pain gay away. Might never get in touch with my wife again. She was upset the baby was having trouble latching. I told her I looked up a trick. Go all hands and knees above the baby for latch. She tried, didn't work. I said, did you forget to moo? <laughs> That's hilarious. Jonah Bear, sleep deprived bear is gay. That is all. I think I read that one. Uh, am I up to date, Kyneton? That's why bees have hammers. They've never been cold. I swear to God, I've thought about that before. Oh, and when Benjamin thinks about bees' dicks and their hammers. No, it's like, maybe that's why the bees... Where's the first page of this? Because fear and cold is what makes your dick small. And so the bees never feel fear because they don't have impulse control. Every day is like, hop on the bike, smoke some crack, go to jail, fuck a bitch. So they don't feel fear. So they're always engaged. Their blood is flowing. That's why they're really good at jazz and blues and all that. Oh, Jesus. You know, the, the whites and the Chinamen... They're like, you know, what's the future hold? Like, can I pay my bills? Blacks don't feel that way. They're like, they're like, a bill came in the mail. Do some coke. Fuck the bill. Fuck the neighbor. Steal the bike. You know, and so, and they also are never cold. So if you have like a white man with high impulse control in a very, very cold environment, high fear, high cold, what's coming? Is my children going to be okay? Blacks forget they have a kid in like a week. They're like, had a baby, forgot about the baby, stole a bike, went to jail, smoked from crack, fucked a guy, fucked a chick, fucked another guy. I don't even know if I'm gay. Made a rap song. <laughs> you know? Talked about the Jews, got kicked out of a bank. Talked to Owen. <laughs> and that's why they always have hammers on them. Because the white guy's always like, so, so I don't, you know, how do I survive the winter? The black guy's like, What's a winner? Eat a mango, chase a lion, steal a bike. And that's why their cocks are always engaged. You know, the whites are just like, the, the cocks are like, they just retreat. 
All right. You know, like, my cock has definitely gotten a little smaller since living in a northern climate and having a lot of responsibilities. Like, when I lived in L.A. and I was single and very self-centered, you know, just cock for days. Because my cock's always just swinging around like, whatever you need, man, we're here. Nothing bad can ever happen. <laughs> you know, tell a joke. Drink some booze. Fuck. You know, send out a tweet. No one cares. <laughs> and now I'm like, Okay, if it snows, how am I going to plow this? Is my electricity working? If I stack the wood, it's negative 30. My dick's like, I'm out. All right. Urban bees is cold in the cities. They deal with the shrinkage. Yeah, I don't even think bees have bigger dicks than whites. I think that they're just always so carefree. And so, you know, like they don't have any fear in the world. Nothing. Because they can literally end up in prison for 20 years and barely notice. They're like, went to prison, joined a gang, fucked a dude, got out, stole a bike, went back to jail, had a kid. And everyone's like, you, so you don't care about any of this? They're like, nah. Dear Big Bear, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, your family, and the entire Bear community. This letter is long overdue, and I'm glad I'm finally getting around to it. It's been a hell of a ride since joining the Bear community in 2017. I can't tell you how thankful I am for you and all that you do. You have been such a passion, uh, positive influence in my family's life, and we want to say thank you. Thank you for leading by example, breaking spells, slaying wizards in real time, building community, and bringing the comedy and music on a daily basis. I'm thankful for the entire bear community. The so-called Cal Bear meetups past couple years have been so awesome. The friendships, families, support, and supply chains – being made or nothing short of amazing. Yeah, the real chains are supply chains, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, my chain. When I was a slave to the supply chain around my ankles, I couldn't steal a bike. The f uh, also, I want to give a big shout out to Jay Bear. Yeah, Jay Bear is great. I've hung with Jay Bear at Ursa Rio a bunch of times. For helping bring all these crushers together. Nobody's having more fun than us. BB, you've been such a positive role model and have helped my family stay strong, especially these past three years. When the world went insane, we decided we weren't going to play their games. Yeah, this is how trauma is a benefit. But to cause trauma because you have trauma is not, that's, that's Satanism. But when the world throws trauma at you, you have an option to turn it into gravy. And that's why so many people like... Looking back, the COVID thing was such a great experience for this community. But imagine if I created it to make a good experience for this community. That's Satanism. To scare the shit out of people just to, to bond and grow. And, oh, you wouldn't have had a fucking garden unless I pretended there was a virus. No, we, the world will throw you trauma. Nature is filled with trauma. And it's very positive. Okay. They get twitchy and nervous with police during misturn sign traffic, though. That's true. But if they don't watch movies, they're just swinging their dicks around. The thought of putting our children in masks was never an option. I want to give my wife, Stacy, a.k.a. Mama Dukes Bear, a big shout-out for all of her hard work and love and devotion to our family. She never backed down from a challenge and has always stood by my side. Yeah, they're the best. When you really have that bond, it's nothing better than a good woman. The, the foundation... Of the family. She switched her job so that she was able to work remotely and homeschool our daughter, all while taking care of our two younger boys, ages two and four. She's an absolute crusher, and I thank God for her every day. 
Last year, almost the exact time that you and Amy got pregnant, we too had a positive pregnancy test. We were ecstatic. We went to the doctors, they confirmed it, but they were unable to find a heartbeat and it was a miscarriage. We were devastated and sad about this news, but knew that God had a plan for us and we would continue to try. The following week, I stayed home from work one day to help my wife and our four boys, or and our boys, sorry, who had a case of the sniffles. My fearful power tripping boss told me that I needed to take a coronu test in order to return to work. He was angry and told me my job was in jeopardy. It was a warehouse job as a compounder making shampoo products that I had worked for for the past 13 years. It was once a great job, but I had been pretty miserable there for the last couple years and I was done trying to convince him of all the nonsense that he feared. I declined his offer and told him that I, wasn't, that I wouldn't be taking a test, to which he threatened that I would need to resign or that I would be fired. I declined to resign and accepted being fired and thanked him for the time that I worked there. A couple days later, he called me and told me that he wasn't going to fire me, but that I would need to sign a separation agreement, and he offered me a heavy severance package. In return, I was relieved to be part of the shitty situation that I was in and proud that I stood my ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's classic negotiation. As a result, I was offered a better job with a stripping company making twice the pay and twice the freedom. Oh, yeah. There's the reward. It's always there. You just can't do it for the reward. You just have to be a good guy. Everybody's capable of evil, but you know what I'm saying. I'm a parking lot and street stripper, precision painter, and get to work outdoors all day and get to breathe fresh air all over beautiful San Diego. It's in a free will, will realm, my friend, and you get it. Plus, I get to paint blue handicap stalls for Bear Pelagic and all of his little buddies. I added little just to make it sound condescending. Oh, David, I love my job, and it's been an incredible year since starting last November 2021. God is so good. It's been an amazing year of nonstop crushing. Also, a year later, that shampoo company is going out of business. Funny how things work out. Yeah, and now that I have more perspective on what happened, the, peop the companies in the most debt required most coronu lockdown situations. So those are the most, they're the most likely to now be going out of business. Isn't that interesting? Like the companies that are the most vulnerable are the ones that acted the most tyrannical. So those are the places that if you were fired, it was a blessing and they're probably all out of, they're like all going out of business because that's the only reason that they would give up good workers in exchange for tyranny is because they were getting free money from Donald Trump's CARE Act and the PPP loans. Uh, because they were in debt. It, it's so clear now. Everything's becoming very clear. Anyway, Big Bear, here's the best part of my story. Fast forward to today, me and my wife, Stacy, just got home a couple days ago from the hospital after giving birth to a beautiful, healthy baby girl, Molly. It was born December 17th, 2022, and we couldn't be more in love. It's the perfect Christmas present. I, too, am now a forefather like you, and although all the glory goes to God, I owe you a big thanks from the bottom... Um, for being such a positive influence in my life and staying focused on the good, the true, and the beautiful. Family is wealth. Don't ever stop crushing, Big Bear. You have my ladle, long live Bertaria. Sincerely, your friend, Mama Dukes Bear, Lyle Broski Bear, and family. Oh, you guys, this is the this is the real Christmas miracle. I will say Scrooge has been vastly depicted wrong. If you watch the the, the Christmas thing with the Muppets. 
Guys, Scrooge was being shaken down by 501c3 uh, charities. He fucking knew Christmas is, you know, he, he got it. He, you know, he should have married his chick. I know I talked about this already, but the ghost of Christmas past, the only bad part was that he didn't marry his girl. He was right to work hard during Christmas while the other boys went out and played. There's nothing wrong with being frugal either. You know, and then he thinks he can save Tiny Tim with a giant turkey. Tiny Tim was going to die, man. Oh, but Tiny Tim was saved. Tiny Tim didn't get... Bob Cratchit and his pig wife. Yeah, he seemed like a good... Oh, he's a great guy. He sacrificed his... He was a little too gleeful when he was kicking people out in the cold. That was a problem with Scrooge. But what he was saying was, if you guys want to waste all your time and act like an asshole and spend all your money on fucking booze, then yeah, you're going to get kicked down the street. It's called harvest season. It's like, if you want to act like an asshole, then you're good, you know. And I think Scrooge worked really hard. And they kept act acting like he missed out on life because he was crushing so hard. It's like, no, he missed out on the family, which is a problem. And if he did love mammon over God... That's a problem too, but getting guilt trip because of his fear of death. He sees his own tombstone. So his fear of his own death is the only reason he gave all that money to the fucking bullshit charity, probably run by Bono. You know, total bullshit. Such a scam. For staying true to yourself, your family, and this community. Thank you, Kinsey. That was very generous. Nothing wrong with generosity, by the way. It's just, why did it have to be like a charity? Why did it have to be like, you know, the whole Tiny Tim thing was bullshit, in my opinion. <coughs> Tiny, God bless us, everyone. Unless Scrooge was really trying to get his hands on Tiny Tim, if you know what I mean. Once that's okay to be frugal, cancel my super duper chat, please. Well, hey, man, it's like if you have extra cash and want to support something good, and that's literally how I make a living, then yeah, give me cash. But if not, if you're really trying to make ends meet and you're running low, yeah, don't give me any money. Unauthorized is an incredible deal. You fucking try and get a cable package. Dude, Showtime costs more than unauthorized. $5 a month for like thousands of hours of top-notch, high morality, high comedy, high info. That's, that's frugal. Unauthorized is actually super frugal. But for all the people that aren't gay, you know, just give me a nice fat fucking super chat. is a good idea. Unless, you know, you're on the verge of being kicked out by Scrooge, then yeah, save it. Save the money. Me and old Kyneton will make it work. Won't we, Kyneton? Kyneton is my, uh, well, who is it? Bob Cratchit. You know, Ky I make Kyneton work on Christmas. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, have some time off with the family. No, if you have like a, I don't know. You guys get what I'm saying. Coddington. Oh, yeah. Oh, save, save Tiny Cod. You know, you know, you guys fucking know that if they were going to do a Christmas Carol 2, everybody that he gave all that money to is all dead of crack overdoses because they can't fucking control it. Coddington makes a good living with me. If I gave him 50 grand a month, which I don't have or make, by the way, but he'd be dead in a ditch in a 20 minutes. He'd go into that Indian casino with big old balls and he'd fucking lose all of it. And then he'd, he'd just probably spend it all on heroin or fentanyl. 
Dear Owen, I've given him an ability of unlimited growth. 50% of all Super Chats. That means if he wants to be, you know, if he wants to be, what's it called? Entrepreneurial, start other little ways of growing the stream, getting more viewers or whatever, great. You get half. You know, there's no end to what you get. And if you want to be a lazy little fucker who doesn't want to work on Christmas, then yeah, it's half of nothing. Go ahead. Let's split a dollar, Coddington. And that's how this, this fucking culture was born. Western culture was based on every, like people getting it. Where it's like, you are rewarded based on how hard you work and whether or not you're committed to the morality of family building. Because if you had big families, unlike the Danish, you wouldn't be flooded with fucking North African trauma victims. Right? But no, you had to pull out and squirt it all over her face, right? And, and act like porn is somehow good. Look at all this free pornography. We're rich. You got, ja, ja, I worked on Christmas. after. I don't like not working. I like uh, having a lot of family. Don't get me wrong. If you're away from your family, and I'm not away from my family. I'm around my family every day. I work from home. So that is a difference. If you have to be on the road or gone all the time, yes, take off holidays. Have a great time with your family. If you're around him a lot, don't just fucking sit around every holiday. Oh, it's Memorial Day. Let's remember, you know, oh, it's Veterans Day. Let's remember all the vets that didn't leave it on the field. Veterans Day might as well be called Coward's Day. Oh, really? You couldn't, you couldn't get yourself killed in a war for our freedom? So you're just going to come back and enjoy your little handicap stalls? Yeah? Well, I'm going to be working. Yeah, I like to work too, Gagan. Dear Owen, thank you for the beautiful Christmas card. I hope you and your beautiful family have a wonderful Christmas. Thoughtful Bear. Thank you, Thoughtful Bear. That was very thoughtful. Well done. Well done indeed. Dude, Scrooge is great. So misunderstood. Dude, the whole thing was just about little... and. NGOs trying to guilt trip Scrooge because he crushed so hard and he given away all his money to Bono. And want to know how they used it? Fear of death. That's how they did it. OB, just wanted to write and say thank you for the Christmas card. I've been watching since the fence building days, roughly 2016. I will hopefully write something worth reading to the bears, but first I want to say thanks. Thanks for showing family or showing family. I come from incredible parents, but getting to see a father, mother, children, in my early to mid-20s is extremely valuable, indeed. Second, thanks for being strong during COVID. Anytime. I heard that, says Denmark Bear. Was I wrong, Denmark Bear? If all you guys just squirt all over each other and you never have children, you're going to need the North Africans. From what I felt, COVID was a time for us all to master fear. Before COVID, Earth's energy fuel was at the highest frequency in 25 years. Lucifer and assumed to be no longer slaves only care about that energy field because once it rises to a point that cannot exist in this realm, that's, that's some good gravy. Yeah. Scrooge got a bad rap. Same with the Grinch. Yeah. Like that Vince Vaughn joke. A lot of Grinches didn't steal Christmas. A lot of Grinches didn't steal Christmas. You never hear about those fucking Grinches because it doesn't fit the narrative. <laughs> and even the Grinch who stole Christmas, he was like, Sick of everyone singing all this shitty music about him and, you know, the who's from Whoville. They're probably running a bunch of child sex rings. That guy gets it. Dude, the Grinch gets it. Scrooge gets it. 
Um, let's see, I'm getting out. It's always super popular. Burn the glass half on. I'm selling. Oh, that's a bummer. A lot of people are dropping like flies out there. If you want to study how Earth is doing, track the blue sky, not the stars. I remember around a week before Lucifer's minions announced COVID, there's a large color shift from the sky to the ground. My guess is a pretty strong cast of souls touched down, were born, and they wanted to block it. If I sound retarded, feel free to stop reading. No, no, I'm into it. These opinions may not be for the stream. What is Earth? What is the truth about Jesus? Who wrote the Bible and why? It's a short letter. It's not going to be too crazy. But I'm into this type of shit. Our planar realm is flat. When I think about the action of wondering, I always think how gay it is. I tell myself, if you really want to know, then do a frequency poll and remote view it. I've never been able to do that. The farthest I can remote view is six foot eight off the ground, because that's my height. I tell myself, regardless, there are two models, our flat plane standing alone on our flat plane in a larger realm world with different experiences and th throughout. I lean towards the larger realm model. There is a model created by a YouTuber called Nose Confundin. Worth checking out the map. Maybe the story too, but for sure the map. I see money to be the weapon used to control the world. In a deeper sense, its purpose is distraction. I think the top families of the world are clearly the first three popes' names. I was re-watching a Ronald Bermarald uh, interview last week. Allegedly, he was a handler of world politicians to create wars. He mentions meeting heads of these families and seeing one of them place a hand on his partner. Later, the partner said the dilution of a man put literally flames in him. Um, I lean towards that there are dark beings controlling top-ranking people via body-hopping rituals. These dark beings plan XYZ events. If this claim is accurate, I think it's a good thing. If that's possible, then the good, the true, and the beautiful possibilities is knowledge that would make a man cry when hearing the first time. Which brings me to the next topic, Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? It's known for some time the story of Jesus in the Bible is a reused story from older texts. Yeah, I, Yes, it is a story that's occurred in older texts, but that doesn't mean it was plagiarized. I'll push back on that. Just because there was a summer last year doesn't mean it's stolen. You understand? But I'll keep reading. The Virgin Mother, the Dying on the Cross themes, this story is older than 2,000 years. When breaking down the Jesus story, there are two conversation points, the story and then the man. I think this story is a narrative of realm truths. Many levels of truth combined into one story, and as you develop yourself, you can see the teachings from a higher frequency lens. Yeah, the Trinity is better explained in other religions like Hinduism. You know, the, the creator, the sustainer, the destroyer, the past, the present, the future, time, matter, space, like all that stuff. It's a realm. It's a, it's, it's a truth in this realm. You know, that's, that's where I see the truth in the Trinity. And I think it was applied by Rome to the teachings of Christians uh, in a third century corporate merger. But what do I know? Regarding the man, I feel there's a spell around the band known as Jesus. To break the spell, you need to take... Complete ownership of the responsibilities of your own power. What I found is he was born normal, had children, a wife. I'm not signing off, but possible. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just reading. No, everyone, don't freak out. The only thing different was he achieved the highest level of spiritual enlightenment you can while on this plane, which I think when this is accomplished is known as Christ. Yeah, like Mary the Magdalene, Jesus the Christ. Um, 
To understand what he did, I think you would need to understand the truth of this experience, which I do not. I'm not a Christ, but I do enjoy gravy. Okay. Jim Bob has a coherent explanation of the Trinity. First time it made sense to me. Well, the Trinity, as far as Jesus, the redeemer of the inheritance of the creator given to man, you know, when you're looking at it as a trust, it makes sense. But to say that means he actually is God, I think contradicts a huge amount of the Bible and makes it fairly in incoherent. And I'd, I'd totally debate with Jim Bob about that. Since we have so much respect for each other, I, he's one guy I actually think we could have a productive debate on that. It wouldn't just be like, how to passive-aggressively ad hominem each other. I think that, because uh, me and Jim Bob are good friends. Like, I love the guy, and I know he respects me. So if we actually debated the Trinity, it'd be one of the rare times on the internet that it would be for the, like, it would be productive. It wouldn't just be like, you, sir, I mean, tell that, oh, Jesus, I'm squirting again. Not again. I'm not squirting again. Because we both know the other one isn't lying, and that's important. Because other than that, debating on the internet, doesn't it's just blood sport for ego. It's just like, can you make another person look stupid? You're never going to fucking change anyone's mind. All right. To understand what he did, I think you need to understand the truth of this experience. It may just be that he taught people that heaven exists not to fear death. I think there is so much more that would once again make a man cry when first hearing the truth. All right, next topic. If you are still reading, holy shit, all right, wrote the, uh, who wrote the Bible? It doesn't make sense that Lucifer controls many things. It doesn't make sense that Lucifer controls many things in the plane, but the Bible describes how to beat him in every way possible. I would think the deluded would des destroy such a text. Uh, it's promoted. My feeling is Lucifer played a part in writing the Bible, and essentially, we made him do it. How dare you? Oh, Jesus. God wrote the Bible. Yes. God did write the Bible, though God's energy field, knowledge travels in air. Prince of the air, that's fascinating. Uh, and his knowledge is given to you as your frequency raises based on your own actions. No text is needed. All right, I need to do other things. Keep crushing, Joey. Yeah, and I'm not, I think, like some people have made the argument, if God, if the Bible is true, then why would it be promoted? And I think, again, we live in a free will realm. And if you're not warned of the dangers, then you're innocent. And I don't think Satan can collect a soul when you die if you were innocent to the truth. And so I don't think it's uh, the slam dunk that people think it is when they say, why would you be told the truth in a book if, you know, if it was true? It's because if you know, if you know the truth, it's more damning for you to choose the wrong path. And I'm not a churchian, by the way, and I think that there is manipulations in the Bible via translation, via, you know, omission, uh, intentional mistranslation. But I think it's all good, man. I'm like, a, I think it's all good. I'll, I'll, how about I put it this way? I'll never say who is and who is not going to hell. Deluded is a great way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Like you can just see in churches, they never highlight Jesus with a whip. The temple events were some of the most important aspects of the New Testament. And you can go to church for decades and they'll never talk about it. They'll never talk about who the money changers were, who the sellouts were, what he was doing. It's only, you know, the Bible, death, resurrection, death, blood, eat the flesh, resurrection. Obviously, it is putting your focus on the thing that I, I honestly believe it matters almost the least 
And I know that's going to spiral Christian. Without the empty tomb, we are nothing. We are but, but death. I think his message is so much more profound. But it's in the context of the time. People really thought that another man could tell you if you're going to heaven or hell based on if you were serving an empire. That's nuts. Jesus was like, no. If you gather in his name, there he is. Like, you don't need the Pharisee. You don't need a man in a black dress to hear your dirty thoughts in a closet and then drink wine. That's literally crazy. Okay, whatever. Also, if you need something to listen to, Christ Returns, Speak the Truth, Christ Letters. It's a 12-hour listen of someone who channeled Christ Energy Field. Eh. Whether it's true or not, it's a great listen. Very intense, though. I've mentally prepared to listen to it. Thanks again. Thanks for the letter. Very interesting. And I don't know, by the way. I don't know what happens when we die. I have some ideas. I have some faith. I have some uh, pattern recognition. But I, I don't know who the right one is. And I can just typically tell who's full of shit and who is accepting a lie intentionally. Because they, they typically never have that pause where they even think like, huh, who is Jesus praying to in the garden? They just go, well, it's just like they, they never just stop and go, that's an interesting question. That's always how I judge people. And I'm not judging their soul. I'm just judging whether or not they even care. So many people don't care and they think I'm crazy for caring. They're like, Big Bear, if you make fun of Paul, the people at church won't think you're cool and you won't get more money. Like you're crazy. For us, a child is born, to us, a child is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prophecy calls Jesus God. Right, but when Jesus said, render Caesar that which is Caesar, render God that which is God, that doesn't sound like a guy who's taking over the government, right? Anti-gravity bear? You see, it is a debate, and if you don't acknowledge that it is a debate, I don't trust you, because it is. If Jesus was not attempting to start a government, which he did not, and he actually taught you how to avoid uh, being in government and how to render Caesar that which is Caesar, render to God that which is God, the city of God versus the city of man, what you're looking at, in my opinion, is more the Mashiach and less the Redeemer. And that's my opinion. I could be wrong, but you don't have a right to tell me I'm evil and stupid and crazy and I, and I cannot say my opinion. And I know you know. I know you know I have a point. The government will be on his shoulders. Jesus did not start a government. Want to know who started a government? Mohammed. Okay? Mohammed started a government. And I know that nonsense people want to be like, Oh, Mohammed, the pedophile who flew a magic horn. <laughs> if you're going to check out that Isaiah uh, scripture and you want to actually apply it, that quote is from Isaiah, I believe, not the New Testament. Right, it's about, it's about um, foreshadowing the coming of Christ, right? That's always what it is. It is a debate, but that's one thing I just read. I know, but that figure is more aptly applied to Mohammed. And you can get mad, and you can scribble on your face and piss and shit and scream, but Jesus did not start a government, and Jesus actually told people how to avoid the government. Okay? That's a fact. Muhammad, on the other hand, started a government. Started a government. The government will be on his shoulders was actually Muhammad. And I'm not saying to be Muslim. I'm not saying to not be... I'm just saying 
that if you're going to use that quote, it is obviously and logically more applicable. And I know you can give me a 5,000 word essay done by a monk that will explain exactly why I'm wrong and I'm the bad man. It's not. It's not. Jesus, if you understand the, the true, I shouldn't say true, like I'm some, some authority. He o- overtly and constantly taught people how to not be the government. He was not attempting to be the Pharisee. He was not attempting to be a Roman government. He was not attempting to overthrow Rome, which is what Ben Shapiro said. If you believe that, then Ben Shapiro was not wrong when he said that Jesus was a rebel against Rome and was killed for his trouble. He was trying to lead a revolt against Rome. If you believe that Jesus was doing that, then Ben Shapiro's right. He's not right. He's a fucking psychopath. The government is of the world. It's here, but it ain't the point purpose. It is a debate, is my point. And if you want to just say, oh no, it's all been settled. It's all been already settled. No. And there's 2 billion Muslims currently following a government started by Muhammad, not Jesus. Yeah, Christ taught how to govern your internal world. If you look at the, how this all works, Joseph Smith is more that than Jesus. Joseph Smith started a government. Oh, how dare you? A Freemason mantra? Oh, Jesus, I'm squirting. Okay, well, Shapiro is a shill. Yeah, but see, Shapiro agrees. That's why the evangelicals love Shapiro, because they both agree Jesus claimed to be God and he claimed to overthrow Rome and he got executed for it. They disagree on whether or not he survived the execution. That's all they disagree on. And what that survival of the execution means for their internal world or whatever. But other than that, Ben Shapiro is agreeing with that claim that Jesus said he was God and tried to overthrow the government, which is punishable by death. And so that means Rome had a right to do that, which I do not believe they did. I think they've distorted that because they, because Rome fucking killed him. You know? He brought the kingdom which was within. Yes, but the government was started by Mohammed. Look it up, man. I'm not, and don't, don't shoot the messenger, dude. Don't get mad at me just for saying that. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Hello, and thank you for the endless amounts of gravy, deep thoughts, laughs, community building you have provided. As of November 16th, I'm now the father of two as my wife gave birth to our son, Joseph, Joseph Smith, at a healthy nine pounds, three ounces. It's, how about that? That's great. I do need to pay some gay away as I have been missing more sleep lately. And when I get too tired, I become a little a bit of a gamma. That happens. When you're really sleep deprived, you're more uh, susceptible to demonic whispering and temptation. He's talking about you, Aristo Ignatius. Oh, wait, he's not here. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it's gotten a little tedious. Like, I, you know, if people don't respect boundaries, you can be a, a Catholic and enjoy the stream. But um, Christ didn't start a government. That was hundreds of years later when Rome merged with Christ's followers because they couldn't fucking handle them anymore. They were too unstoppable. And that's when Constantine merged the two, put all their pagan religion into, you know, it is what it is. And I wasn't there and it could be wrong and we could all come from a fucking bush or a tree. I don't know. I have no idea. But logically, that makes more sense. Could the government have been referred to the kingdom? Oh, so the government is the kingdom of God now. Yeah? Is that, is that where you want to go? Rome is the kingdom of God? See, now you lose your entire foundation of argument. And I know a lot of people don't understand how to make coherent arguments. I do. 
So if Rome is now the kingdom of God and the government is upon his shoulders, blah, 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 that's an insane claim that you now have to back up that Christ started the government of Rome and that means that's the kingdom of God. Rome is the kingdom of God. Have you been to Rome? It's a, it's a paradise for pedophilia and abuse. Joseph Smith, I know, it's crazy. I love that shit. Recently, I was informed by Bible Sorry Bear that he was verified in 2015, almost three years before myself, with the same name, so I'd like to request a new bear name, Bible Follower Bear, indeed. I'm just speculating, I don't know. Oh, I get it. People, people speculate. I speculate. But let's have a coherent, you know, talk about it. Are you ready to make a claim that the kingdom of God is Rome? Because if not, then Isaiah is not about Jesus. And, and it's not because I'm there and I, I, oh, how dare you? It's not coherent. It doesn't match Christ's life. Why would Christ show you how to not be of the government and also be the government? That's when Paul comes in to fuck with everybody, in my opinion. But again, you know, I get it. The, the, this stream, God, keep an eye on BitChute. This one might not be have comments. Because when I'm dealing with age of consent, I'm dealing with what the golem is, all this stuff. Um, and now that I'm talking about Christ, it, people are not going to be able to control themselves. I challenge you gammas and trolls, no matter what you believe, just don't, just don't freak out today. How's that sound? Just try and control yourself. Okay? When my boy was born, my wife had no opinion on circumcision, and the choice was 100% mine. I never had a strong feeling one way or the other. I am circumcised. I went to prayer, uh, to prayer and the scripture to decide as the only possible thing that could convince me to cut my boy's penis would be God, and God did demand Abraham and his house. In my research, it seems clear that this practice in the days of Abraham was meant as a rejection of the material world, which revolved around penis worship. That's interesting. There has to be a reason. You know, it's not just like, it might take thousands of years to know the reason, but was because everyone was worshiping unclipped cocks. <laughs> a topic you have covered, Horace, the golden penis, etc. Yeah. So by circumcising your house, you were guaranteeing to be socially ostracized in the world. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, the New Testament tells us the real, that the real circumcision is that of the heart from the material world. And I know Paul said that, and I do respect that Paul said that. Paul said some cool shit. I'm not into clipping either. Just also don't worship a giant unclipped cock, though. Obviously. Uh, Jesus' whole message was to be not worldly. Yes, and, and Rome is the world. Like, you'll never find a more mammon-worshipping, worldly place in this realm than Rome, D.C., and London. You know, you're, you go to these places. Rome is of the world. It is the definition of the world. And so to equate Christ with starting the government of the Vatican, I'm, in my opinion, I'm defending Jesus. I'm not attacking Christians. I'm just saying what I think needs to be said about a great man that did save mankind, in my opinion. But what do I, I know Denmark Bears already committed suicide. The New Testament, all right. Um, in the end, I decided to not have my son cut. Nice. Instead, we would teach him the way of the Lord and that he must reject the material. Ironically, since this decision, many people have tried to convince us to cut to cut Joe because he will be socially ostracized. Unbelievable. I was uncut and fucking, I was crushing, 
crushing. But people did try and worship my penis, though. That is a thing. If you're unclipped, the Jews do start worshiping your dick. I'm, I, I'm barely joking. Like, they're like, oh, my God, let me see it. Dude, they, they worship unclipped dicks. Uh, maybe that's why Abraham was all... Because there is something about the Jews that if they see an unclipped fucking hammer, they do worship it. Oh, my God. That's why they have all these black guys fuck their wives. It's so true. Unbelievable. I have to laugh because that means that the role of circumcision is flopped to where now people cut their child in order to be socially accepted in the material society. And those who do not circumcise are going against the world. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's completely reversed. You want to see what else completely reversed that I called? I'll do it tomorrow. But because uh, I got to go um, after this letter. But Congress people are now getting caught because they're lying about being gay and Jewish. Like my depiction of gay town in 2005 has become completely real. But what do I know? But what do I know? I just called all of it. That they're now uncovering that people claiming to be gay are actually heterosexual and people claiming to be Jews are not Jews because you actually get points in power in the victim-oriented, uh, like right now we have a learned helplessness, overly sexualized slave mentality. And so now being a gay Jew is actually gives you uh, power in politics and people are lying about it. Fascinating, right? It's the same with the circumcision. It's like they flipped it. I, I, I'm, I'm showing you guys today. I know I called it. Everyone can relax. All right, let's see here. I forgot to put it up. Incoming congressman's claims his grandparents fled the Holocaust. Uh, contrary. And the same little grabber said his fucking, he was a homo. Look at this. It's great. I mean, it's not great. It's obviously a sign of the apocalypse. But it's, um, I called it, and I'll take the win. Openly gay Republican hid divorce from woman days before launching campaign report. Yeah, so he's a gay Catholic Republican pretending to be, no, he's a straight uh, Catholic Republican attempting to be a homosexual Jew uh, in order to get praise and power from the Republican Party in America. So good luck, Christian conservatives. Onward, Christian conservative soldiers. You want to know where you're marching to? A guy's asshole. Yeah, that's now called stolen valor. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, I got to go. My wife's got to, yeah. I'll read the rest later. I'll read the rest tomorrow. All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490. Yes, closeted straight, guys. I was the only one who called it. I literally called it before South Park, anybody. I called it because I said I had a bit that I was in the straight closet because my dad was such a fruitcake. Okay, unauthorized.tv. If you want to support the stream, great. Uh, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Entropystream.live slash app slash on Benjamin Comedy. Be fruitful and multiply. Don't be fruity and boil, guy. You get it, George.